Alright, this will start the process of uh, transferring tape 3, Saturday, February 9th, year Saturday nights, and so I wouldn't like to. No, I don't. No, we don't want to go anywhere. Call in on Saturday nights, and so I wouldn't like to. No, I don't. No, we don't want to go anywhere either. No, no. I don't think. Walton, do you want to go anywhere? If I'm going anywhere, you're going with me, so I, and if, if you're going with me, the family's going, so somehow. Well, just because I have to give Valentine's now, doesn't mean you could, oh, you're going to drag me all over the place. Where are we going? Where would we go? Never Where would mind. we go? Well, what? I would think, I would think, I'm pretty sure. Somebody would give us I, a home? I'm pretty sure that somebody would step up to the plate to make sure yesterday USA was day afloat. I would hope so. You know, I, well, I, I'm... Let me, let me state publicly, just, just to get this on the record, Yes. that as a guy, like I said, I am certainly not expecting anything for Valentine's. Because <laughs> <laughs> here's, on the record, it's on the record. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just, just because, just because males are barnacles and don't like change, um, you know, means that that that. And of course, if you're a guy, in the same way that you don't ask for direction, you also aren't going to walk up to your significant other and say, "Oh, by the way, I do expect a Valentine's gift." Well, you know, you know the famous the famous joke, don't you, about that. Well, why, why did Mo, why was Moses and the four, and the Jewish people lost in the desert for forty years? Because he wouldn't ask directly. That's right. <laughs> well, I that's true. That's but the famous actually, thing, yeah. Actually, I think it's I, I think it's I, I think it's the guys in the I think it's the guys in his band that wouldn't ask directly. That's probably that's true. A, yeah. But but the the, uh, the guys in the the guys in the uh, that were following along and. And they were murmuring the camp in the camp didn't ask for direction. Yeah, true. You guys are too much. Well, you know why God's a big baseball fan, right? You know that. God is? Uh-huh. Why? You had a personal conversation with him about well, it's this? in the Bible. Oh, okay. it is. I, I oh, know here I, we go. But it's All in, right. It's in Genesis, the first line, in the beginning. The big inning. Yeah. The big inning. Oh, Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, but do, do we need to drum him out of the core for that one, Kurt? Well, we we do need to point out that he actually had to change a letter to do it. Yes, he had to change two letters. <laughs> no, that's right, just one. Oh well, just one. I'm sorry. Oh well. Well, I suppose 
I mean, yes, it, it is. It is as good or bad as any other joke. That, yeah, true. <laughs> good or bad. I'm afraid nobody's awarding you points for that one, Walden. Well, I'm so sorry. Razor. I'm just copying what other people said. Back, you ask, back to Genesis. Perhaps right. you ask it closer to baseball season, you might get you might get a better result. Yeah, well, Patricia keeps me in shape with my with my weekly baseball. Oh, I know. Question. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have some. You remember some a lot of stuff tonight. Either never knew or don't remember. So, okay. So are, so are we up to? Are we up yeah, to? Uh, yeah, we're up to a question. And by the way, I was so glad that you uh, you actually gave a you that you gave multiple choice on your first question because otherwise I would not have known it. And which one was that? The the straight shooters. The straight shooters. I would oh really? Oh, I would have bet that you had known that. Actually, I didn't. I, I, and I was actually guessing on, uh, I was actually guessing with multiple. Stuff. And let me just remind everybody the current trivia question I have on the table. Well, who is the symbol of the, of the Monopoly game invented in 1935? Who would that, who would that character name for and why? Oh. You know what? I just heard that. Today That's right. And what I remember is not right. Ah, okay. <laughs> so what do you remember that isn't right? He fucked it out of his memory and knew it wasn't right. Well, yes, it was because I was, because I was, did I tell you what I was thinking? I mean, because that, I mean, that may or may not. Sure, go ahead. Because I was thinking Chase, and then I was thinking Morgan, and then I was thinking Henry Morgan, and I know that it was a, I know that it was a, I know that it was a financier. Right, you're in, you're in, the, you're in the ballpark. And and um, and I know that it, and I'm pretty sure that it was Chase. It's the other one. Morgan. Okay. Which one? JP. Yes. Yeah. He's the only Morgan I know. Yes. Right. Ever. You're right. It is JP. And and JP Morgan had a mustache like that. That's what they say. No kidding. And why did they choose JP Morgan? Because he had a lot of money. Because because he was the he was considered to be the best financier at the time. Mm -hmm. What did he do for America? Um, he I think put put a lot of money in to help um, help with a depression he, or a recession. Yeah, he helped bail out America before we had the federal banks. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the one responsible for bailing out the federal government one time. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, have you noticed the difference between between then and today? The right. difference is that then a a person helped to bail out the banks. Yep. Now we give all our money to the bank. I know. Quite a bit of difference there. But uh, anyway, that's why Monopoly mostly shows him because he symbolized the financier, and that's why they made the symbol. Did, so. did you hear if, what they changed in the uh, Monopoly game? What they did they say? What they got rid of, or what they? Oh, I think Patricia heard something about that this week. What was? We're going to retire uh, one item, and then they were going to they were going to put a new one in. I came in at the tail end of this when they were talking about a piece on the board. Now right. Bob up in Wisconsin thought that they were adding one. And you're thinking that they were replacing one, replacing, which would make more sense. Replacing, I, I know they're replacing one because the news, the person on the news story 
I heard said that they thought the wheelbarrow should be replaced, and I thought to myself, I don't remember a wheelbarrow yeah. in Monopoly. Yeah. I I would think the uh, the carriage would be the one they replaced, not the wheelbarrow. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember Monopoly piece. So I, I you know, I. But um, but yeah, that's. I always love the. I like the Braille version of Monopoly case. A, the pieces fit, and it, in the, it, you know, the braille and everything has upright square, so if you roll the dice or throw the move the character, to pretty much lock in the place. So, oh, I, mean, I don't, you know, I don't think I ever saw a braille Monopoly game. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a nice way to play it. I used to, I used, I liked braille chessboard mm -hmm. because the chess uh, pieces had that little thing in the bottom, so they would stick in the board. Right. And that was nice, but I don't think I ever saw a Braille Monopoly mm -hmm. game. No, I don't don't think I ever did. <clears throat> I played Life on the computer, but uh, and it, it seems to me I even played Monopoly on the computer, but I I never saw the well, Braille. I just wonder how many people even play Monopoly anymore. I don't think anybody does. I would be surprised if anybody plays Monopoly because nobody has that kind of time anymore. I know nowadays when we play it, we use a time limit. We'll set, we'll put a timer on and declare the winner after so after so many after an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you really are going to play Monopoly, though, that that you know having the time limiter or whatever just you know really tends to you know to kind of cramp things up. Mm -hmm. You know. But I don't think, like I said, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think people, um, I doubt that they play it much anymore just because they don't have the time. Or, or probably even the patients. Well, have Monopoly moved to a computer game yet? I don't know. I and to me, that's what, it, that's what a lot of... you can play it online, so... They can? Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be surprised if it didn't. But it says... Um, well, Kurt, I'm going to give you credit for knowing that it was um, J.P. Morgan, or A. Morgan. I don't even care that it was J.P. You get credit for that. Well, I, yeah, because I remember hearing it, and I, and I, uh, but, you know. Okay. So, what do you need in your envelope? I, I'm still, we're still kind of on the, the. More theater. Searching for uh, stuff, or, yeah, because I, I don't. Um, have you have you have you gotten the mutual radio theaters? Oh yes, I do. That's that's yeah. enough, that's. Okay. I've come across some some theater shows that I'm setting aside for you, and all of them that I have found for you are not huge series. Yeah. Some of them are like three here or fifteen uh -huh. there. The Damon, so I'm putting the, them together. Hmm? The Damon Runyon Theater count. Uh, you know I <laughs> I'm I am not a great fan of. And I don't know why. I like that. I like them okay, uh -huh. but they're, they're not. They're not a huge. You know, they're not a, a huge like. Uh, and I don't know why. Uh, I was wondering if just be, and because it's Black History Month and because actually, Roy um, of Hollywood played a couple. Uh, do you have actually? Uh, I'll change that. Do you have any um, Destination Freedom or New World are Coming um, uh, shows? No. Okay. 
But that doesn't mean I can't look for it. Right. Well, because I found like, I think I found 12 destination freedoms. Okay. And so, but... Um, okay, let's see what I can come up with. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. And um, so, well, I've monopolized a lot of time tonight, but but we uh, saved the world and we saved the people. <laughs> And we saved Tootsie Rolls again. Hooray for Tootsie Rolls! I don't know. Well, and I think we're doomed on that, Kurt. Yep. Well, I and he's, he's just—you know—there are some people who just can't see the light. Yep. Well, I, that's true. Tootsie Rolls are coming. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. This, I'll tell you, you're quite an operator, Walden. Yep. Are you just—are you just finding that out? No, okay. I just we needed to say it. it again. No, we always knew it. We always knew it. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for calling. Okay. And for adding so much stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah, well, that's what's important. I and appreciate I'll see it. You guys, next week, unless something wonderful comes along before then, in which case I'll talk to you later. There you go. Okay, okay. thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Fun. Bye. Bye. Let me call you right back, Patricia. Again? Yeah. A little bit tonight. Oh, yeah. okay. Jaws for win. All change. Bill Brad. Echo. Jerry. Michael. Page down. Frank. Receive. Phone. Jeff. Jim. K. A. Carolyn. Carolyn. Patricia. You enter. Patricia. Page up. Page up. Page up. Favorites. Drag contacts. Hold on, caller. I'm here. Okay, we got. Hello. All change. Bill Brad. Online. Who's there? Application. Send oh. IM. Send SMS. Send contact. Send file. Send voice. Share screen. Invite the group. Enter. We're almost menu. there. Conversation if somebody's on the line, drag. I can hear. Unloading yeah. jaws. Cancel. Okay. Try to fix the line. Hello there. Hello, caller. Hang up. We lost him. Thank you, Paul. Anyway, we're back. We're okay. Let's do Hello there. Oh, hello. How you doing? Hello. Hello, Dale. Hello. Hello. Can you hear Are us? Are you not connected? Excuse me? Say again. Hey, this is, hi, this is Matt. Hi, Matt. You're back. Uh, yes. I just wanted to let you guys know about the Monopoly piece, um, uh, which, uh, which was, um, like, they left and which one they brought. Um, they took out... The uh, clothing iron, I guess, and they brought in a cat. A clothing oh, iron. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, boy, isn't that something? So that means nobody knows what an iron is anymore? <laughs> I guess nobody does their own ironing, I guess. Oh, well. Are we at the right volume, Matt? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Because we started out with saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Which is... It's a station joke. We'll we'll have to talk about that again one night. But a, a cat. Um, well, now there's a lot of cat lovers, so that makes sense to me. Yeah. And they replaced it with a cat. How interesting! Is there a dog on the board? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think there is. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a. Oh, wait a minute. How many pieces are there? Are there six? Six or seven. I think. There, let's see. Can the people name them? We got a car. A dog, a wheelbarrow. Um, um, is it a horse's carriage? 
Is there a tail piece? Um, I'm not sure. Um, there's a hat. There's a hat. Isn't there like a hat? You're right. Um. And I, I, and I, I have get, no and, fear. And I, get, I okay. will find it. And I think I Matt's right. So the, the, the cat going to replace the iron boards. I think those are good. I guess Patricia's going to look it up. Yeah, just the iron. Bum, bada, bum, bum. You know anybody that plays Monopoly, Matt, anymore? Um, yeah, the neighbors, my neighbor, the neighbor's kids do. Um, uh -huh when they're bored, but they don't play all too often. Do they play the whole game, or do they do they have a time limit kind of thing? When oh, they... no, they play the whole game. Uh-huh. It's only once it's in a while they play. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I should change computers here. Pieces. I see here. I think. Okay. Do people remember how many, how much money you hand out to start the game? Um. It's over a thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I have the pieces right here. Okay, you got the pieces. What do you got? You have all of the pieces. Well, yeah. Um, here we, I, we have a boat. Okay. A hat. Um, a shoe. Um, uh, uh looks like a car. A wheelbarrow, a horse, um, what 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 was um, a clothing iron, a cat, and um, I'm not sure what it's called, but it goes under his thumb for sewing. Um, a thimble. Um, yeah, a thimble. Fine. Yeah. So those are the pieces. I didn't remember the. I didn't remember there was eight. Yeah. Uh, do we remember how much money we hand out to start the game? I think is it. Eleven hundred, one thousand one hundred fifty dollars, or twelve, or thirteen hundred dollars. I'm trying to think what, how much yeah. money each player gets. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot My searching has gone cuckoo here, and I don't think it's me. I think it's Google. You think Google gone bad, huh? I think <laughs> Google has gone cuckoo. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Sometimes if I toss the history, it'll work. Now, let's see. Now, let's try again. And what are we looking for, by the way? Uh, we were looking at the, the pieces. Matt found some pieces. And also, right. I'm trying to figure out how much money do we each player get to start off the game with. Okay. Well, let's just do our thing here and see. What comes up next? I just really hate it so much when something fails me here. Let me try the other computer. This is silliness. Just silliness. She's walking uh, over to the big to the big part of the room. To the bigger computer. Yes. Let's see here. What comes up? And we need Monopoly money. Oh, I have the answer for how much they start with. Okay, what you got? Um, it's um, I've, I've, yeah, it says we it start players start off with fifteen hundred total to uh twenty five two thousand five hundred. Okay. So fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred. 
Yeah. I didn't realize that that much. Yeah. 2500 Well, you have to buy hotels along the way, and hotels are very expensive, and property is very expensive. How much is Boardwalk? Isn't it four, $450 or something? It's over well, it's $400. It's something. Uh, it looks like it's Google that's down, not me. How about Yahoo? Yahoo um, didn't go through either, would you believe? No. Bing. How about Bing? Well, let's see what happens here. Mm, okay. Open up Google. Can you guys name me the railroads? How many railroads are there? Four. Can you name them? B and O. Right. The Reading. Right. Ohio? No. I don't think so. No. Um. Atlantic Pacific? No, I don't think so. Pacific. Pacific. No. no? Oh my goodness, I'm no. doing terrible here. Something is very wrong with Google tonight. Um, Any ideas, Matt? Um, well, I know how much the, the boardwalk costs. Costs 400. 400, okay. Um, and, and how many railroads do we have? We've got four. Can you name them? Uh, um, trying to find out. Okay. Well, being and reading are correct. Reading's the first one you come across. And there's one, there's one in the East Coast, Patricia. In the East. Baltimore. Is it? No, 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 no. No. Go up. Uh, go up, up um, north. No. Not, not working. I can't remember. Pennsylvania. And I can't remember the fourth one. Uh, and well, I got Yahoo up here finally. Oh, look at that little teacher. My goodness, what is happening to Yahoo tonight? I remember, I think it was $200 to buy the, the railroads. And I think, I think it's $150 to buy the utilities. The electric company and the waterworks. And, you know, you can't buy jail. Hmm, let's see. Each player begins the game with his or her token mm -hmm. and two $500 bills, two 100, two 50, 6, 20, 5, 10, 5, 5, and five ones. And you guys can figure out what that adds up to. That's 700, 800, 940, 950. 925, 975, 980. Does that sound right? No, it must be a thousand. Has to come out to a thousand, right? Well, you got two five hundred. Oh, right? I'm sorry. There's uh, there's a second hundred there. Okay, so one thousand and two hundred, three hundred, four forty, four 
50. Oh, five. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm not multiplying as I go. <laughs> Don't pay attention to me. So it must come out to what, 2,000? So we've got 500 times 2. That's 1,000, 1,200, 1,300, 1,440, 19, no, 1440, 1940, 1965, 1970. That doesn't sound right. Shouldn't you come out with $2,000 even? I, I must know. be adding incorrectly. Well, I must be adding incorrectly. Okay. So 2 times 500 is 1,000, right? Right. Okay. And then 2 times... 200. Well, it's 2 times 100, so 200. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at one thing and, and doing another. Yeah. Okay, so we've got 1,000 plus 200. Right, 1,200. Plus 100, because we've got two fifty dollars bills. Plus, um, I have five, oh, this is that, no all right. Uh, it's um, $120, because we've got six twenties. It's $120, right? Right. Okay, plus 50, because we have five $10 bills, plus 25, plus five, comes out to $1,500. And Matt, you found the railroads? Uh, yeah, were you looking for the name? Yeah. Um, okay, uh, the first one is Reading. Right. Um, second is Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, third is BNO. Right. The fourth is short line. The fourth is what? Short line. Short line. Oh, the short line. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, what does B and O stand for? Um, I'm not sure. Um, Walden, do you know? I do. What is it? Baltimore to Ohio. That's it. Baltimore, Ohio. All right. Now, why do we have a reading railroad? Reading Railroad. R-E-A-D-I-G. Name, name of it is the Reading Railroad. It's spelled R-E-A-D-I-G. Correct. I, isn't reading, not reading? Well, reading is the American word, but um, reading is the way it's pronounced for the railroad. But mm. uh, we, Ameri we people in California always have said reading railroad. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 is it woof or woof? Matt, it always, it <laughs> Matt, is it woof or woof? Um, well, I don't know. You I'm don't know? Sure. Well, you know, the old Christmas song, house, uh, out on the, uh, up on the rooftop. Uh, here we go. It's a British railway station. So will you forgive them then for calling it Reading? It's Reading. They pronounce it Reading. <laughs> I got corrected on ration and ration. I'm sorry, this is Reading. Got to say it. Uh, it yeah. really is. Cross my little heart. Uh. You don't believe me? I do. But I always have called it reading, and I don't know if I'm going to be well, able to break it. That's that's the way it's spelled, so it would be the natural pronunciation, but it's actually pronounced reading. And actually, if 
if you read a book, it's spelled the same as if you read a book. Yeah, yeah. So why do we use a different past tense for the same spelling? Patricia. How would I know? I didn't make them. (laughs) (laughs) Everything gets blamed on me. Everything that has a word to it gets blamed on me. You're the writer. You can explain everything to me. (laughs) Well, I'll do my best, but not tonight. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Matt, thank you so much for calling in and clearing that up. Oh, no problem. Terrific. Eric, you're a good person. Thank you for being with us. No problem. Take care, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. 714-545-2071. Is it roof or roof? Is it reading or reading? Is it tomatoes or tomato? Is it potatoes or potatoes? Let me know. 714-545-2071. Reading. Back to Patricia. <laughs> Reading. Ah, uh, well. Reading. I didn't fib, honest, I didn't fib. I know, I know. You never lie in your life, I know that. Well, not on purpose, anyway. No. Well, a lie is, is intentional, right? Yes. So even if you speak a mistruth and you don't know it's a mistruth, then it's, it's not, not a, lie. a lie. No. Is that true? That's okay. right, yeah. Oh, all right. No. Except they yeah. said the truth. Uh, yeah. Hello there. You're on the air. Whoa, I got in. There you go. How are you folks? We're fine. How about you? I'm doing better. This is Edwin from Chicago. Edwin, where have you been? We thought you bailed out to um, Puerto Rico early. No, no, no. What happened was I got the flu and my computer blew up. And, oh my! And last Saturday, I was uh, listening, and I had uh, two of uh, my lady friends listening, and they wanted to call to say, "Hey, girls, listen to this show," but we couldn't get in. Uh oh. Uh oh. That was a busy night. Well, we didn't and, do as good a job as we thought. And then I know there was a law. In the show, because um, we went out for dinner, we came back, and I heard you say that. I said, "Oh boy, the beginning of the show it was jam packed." Anyway, I was calling for uh, to thank you, Patricia. I got uh, a package, and I wanted to uh, apologize for me not sending you what I needed to send you, which I will this week. But my computer just blew up, and uh, oh my goodness! Please don't give it a second thought. Oh, my. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better now because Chicago went through a a vicious weather cycle where uh, we were going from like 63 degrees to like uh, 20. Oh, I know. I heard that on the weather report. It was like a drop of 40 or 50 degrees overnight. (laughs) Yeah, it was wild and... uh, caught up to me and I was pretty sick. But I'm doing a lot better now. Well, you, you sound reasonably good. I'm just sorry you were so sick. Honestly, I thought you had just taken off early and that we would hear from you when you could call. 
but oh, no, no, when no, you could no, call no. is the only part that was right. No, I'm going to go visit my mom in a week or two, but I, I would still be able to hear the show because we have internet over there. Oh, Very cool. Problem. Hey, Walden, as far as your pronunciation of a, a roof? Yes. It depends on the breed of the dog. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, for your dog, is it roof or rough? It's roof. Up on roof. Yes. Way to go. Roof. Way to go. And Redding, I, I never knew Redding was spelled R-E-A-D-I-N-G. It is spelled that way, correct. Oh, that's interesting. That's well, you know, reading is reading. Uh -huh. uh, we have to tell the Brits. It's their it's their train station. But it's our game. Well, I know. Well, we borrowed something. <laughs> well, then I know that eloquence on Jaws pronounces <laughs> read on, like, red. Yeah. You know. oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You know. All right. Edwin, how do you pronounce the state N E V A D A? N E what? N E V A D A, the state. How do you pronounce it? I would pronounce it Nevada. You would be correct. I have said for an entire lifetime Nevada. And Nolan Kenner called in one night and said, mm -mm -mm, nope, it's Nevada. And that was the first time I ever knew that. I never paid uh, attention to how people were pronouncing it. Actually, actually, that, that's a Spanish word that means snow. And mm -hmm. uh, it would be pronounced, I, I would pronounce it Nevada. But. And Nevada is exactly what Nolan said. And, well, I'll give you a couple states. Uh, you have Illinois and Arkansas, and they both end with S's. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it Arkansas or Arkansas? Well, Arkansas is the way it's spelled and the way we would ordinarily pronounce it, but it's Arkansas. Exactly. And it's like Illinois is not Illinois. Mm-mm. No, well, that's a French word, Illinois. It's an Indian word. It's an Indian word. And as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Walden, but yeah. I believe it means a stinky onion. I don't know what Illinois means, so that's a good one. No, no, I, I'm sorry, I have to apologize. Okay. I got, I got that totally wrong. Illinois was the name of an Indian tribe in right. Chicago. Word Chicago for the meant stinky onion. Yeah, cause Chicago is an Indian name too. You're right. I did not know what what it was. Yeah. Not the um, land of stinky onions, according to this. <laughs> well, welcome home, Edwin. Oh, I, I've, I've I've been here. I just haven't been able to get through. Uh, you guys are just getting too popular. You got to get two lines in there now. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, apparently oh, we fine. could, but my brain can't process it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. when right. I said welcome we'll, home, I was Then we'll I'm... have to get two brains. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
Well, why not? If I always had a brain. You are too much. You are. Well, I'm so glad you're feeling better. Boy, that's that. What's going around this year for flu is probably the most brutal that has been around in decades. Uh, it's it's incredible, and uh, what what's incredible is just uh, the the climate changes that we've been having here, and um, good news is we've escaped all this snow. And to hear about New York and Connecticut getting two feet of snow, that's the kind of news you hear about Chicago. And I don't think we've had more than an inch of snow this whole year. Wow. You really are out of the loop here. You're supposed to have a lot more than that. Yes. Yes. Oof. And even California. The temperatures in California sound crazy. And I sit here and say, we are so lucky. Everything is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. We're actually probably even a little bit warmer. It was in the 70s again today. Actually, it went to 81 today. It's going to be in the low 80s for the entire week until we get to Thursday. Ooh. That's wonderful. So, and here I sit, and I'm, I'm not... I used to say I'm starting to feel guilty about this, and I guess I really am, because everybody, almost, I say everybody, almost every place in the country is dealing with such screwy weather, and we sit here and say, oh, isn't this nice? Yep, you're right. So should I feel guilty about it? Uh, no, you should feel glad about why Thank you. Why decision you made to leave New York and go there? Thank you. That's what you should do. All right. We're into Valentine today. You've been listening to Valentine's. I just discovered today that as a girl, I'm supposed to buy stuff for a boy. Really? I didn't. I didn't know that. It's it's a reciprocal yeah, situation. That's good news. I, well, it is for you. <laughs> it's has nothing to, nothing good in it for me. I mean, this is going to cost me money. Oh, okay. Well, you know, if, if people can make their own Christmas cards, Patricia, you can make Christmas Valentine cards. Might be cheaper. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming I don't do a fibber. <laughs> Poor fibber, he messed, he messed up everything. Yeah. But anyway, yes, that's what I learned. It's that the the contemporary social practices dictate that women provide gifts for men as men provide gifts for women. I think I would say let's go out to dinner and call it a wash. Well, something about Valentine's Day that I always found interesting is that all of a sudden you're supposed to give I thought Valentine's was a day you gave your loved one, your 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 lover, your significant other a gift. All of a sudden, uh, your friends are expecting, something. <laughs> and it's like, hey, your daughter's expecting something, son's expecting something, and you say, no, no, wait, wait, this is for my lover. And my question 
do that is, is how do you justify sweetest? What's that about? How do you justify what? Sweetest thing. Sweetest, sweetest thing? Like your sweetest, your sweetheart, I guess. Uh, because all oh, the the, oh, the one, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yes. And we talked about that. Oh, gosh. Is, is that October? Is that an October? I, I'm really? not sure when it is. but Sweetest day. And you are stuck up there because it's pretty much a regional uh, celebration. Is it? Yeah, it was. Let me see here. Notes. October 2011. I think I remembered correctly. I didn't know. I thought that was a national thing now. I thought Hallmark took it national. Sweetest day. It's October 15th. And. Hmm. Maybe I did it on this day then, too. Sweetest day. Here we go. Uh, sometimes criticized as a Hallmark Day, Sweetest Day was first organized by candy manufacturers to promote the health benefits or, or of eating candy and chocolate every day. Uh, let's see, Sweetest Day 2012 has arrived. Um, when did this start? Uh, so I'm, I'm looking through this. In 1922 in Cleveland. Cleveland, so we're up in your neck of the woods here. Mm -hmm. A candy store employee wanted to bring cheer to those who often felt forgotten, such as orphans and the elderly. With the help of friends, he would bring candy and other gifts to orphanages, those who were ill and others, according to SweetestDay.com. Other sources claim it was candy maker Hartzell who would distribute the candy. Let's see, movie stars picked it up. Sweetest Day. Sweetest Day soon became popular throughout Cleveland, and it was declared that it would be celebrated the third Saturday in October. Boy, is this brain working tonight? Um, now celebrated in the Great Lakes region and the Northeast. But some have taken the tradition to other areas of the country. So it is regional. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very Yep. You're stuck. I'm not. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. We don't, we don't have that down here. You're going to have to buy me candy. But you don't have it there, so why would I buy you candy? Well, because you have it there. Okay, I'll get the Tootsie Rolls out the closet. <laughs> now, he gets the Tootsie Rolls. I want the real stuff. Yeah? Yeah. He claims it's caramel. Wait a minute. Tootsie Rolls is not the real stuff? No, of course not. It's chocolate, but it's not like... Chocolate. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like trying to pass off a Necco wafer as Valentine candy. So we, uh -uh. Do we need to have Jimmy work. Nelson on here to help explain what the difference between chocolate and caramel, caramel are? I don't want to put him through this. <laughs> He's my friend. <laughs> what was we, the question? I beg your pardon? What was the question, be uh, the difference between what? A Necco wafer. Uh-huh. And, oh. and Valentine I, candy. I haven't had a Necco wafer in a long time. I just saw them 
in one of the dollar stores around here. I don't know if they're safe to eat. Are they, can you eat stuff from a dollar? It looked like it was legitimate. I hope it was. I sent some to Lynn. I, I think you can because those are, I know that we have a shop not far from my house that specializes in what you would call old-time candy. Yeah. Things like squirrels and Mary Janes and... What's a squirrel? A squirrel is... Do you know what a Mary Jane is? I do. I found some of them right next to the Neckos. Yeah, well, a squirrel is a peanut butter version of that. Okay. Yeah. And, um... So what is Mary Jane? I think Mary Jane is... It has nuts in it, but I think a Mary Jane is, um... Actually, like a, a toffee. Okay. I think, yeah. I can't eat that candy anymore because I have fillings, like the other gentleman was mentioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rip them right out of your head. Now I can only eat um, uh, real chocolate. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, see, this is good. There are health advantages in more areas than one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I can't eat those, uh, those toffee. I, I know, do you know what a, um, a watermelon candy is? Yes. Yeah. I think they're also called, uh, uh, Jolly Ranchers? It's a hard, it's a hard candy. Yeah, Jolly yeah. Rancher? Uh-huh. You know what that is? I do. No. Oh. It's like a hard oh. sucker, but a watermelon flavor. Yeah, I bought one for five cents. It ended costing me five hundred dollars. Oh. Tooth. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Well, be be comforted that it would have broken anyway because it was probably cracked. But you could. It's good to blame the candy. I can't believe you don't know what a Jolly Rancher is. I never heard of it. Well, they used to be called watermelon candy also here in Chicago. Never heard of that either. Oh, okay. Boy, you know, I have been more sheltered than I thought. Except well, you have, didn't... Let me ask you, you this. What do they call in, in, in your area? This question is for you, uh, Patricia and Walden, but what do you folks call a beverage uh, like Pepsi or Coca-Cola? Because I know in some regions... Pop. Mm -hmm. In some regions, it's a soda. Like in Chicago, we call it a pop. And it, it's a, Midwest is pop, Northeast is soda, and down here, it's anything you want because we all came from someplace else. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, it's true. And that's one of the things that makes it so difficult to drive here is that everyone is from somewhere else, and they all brought their standard driving practices with them. Right. Nobody drives the same way. Yeah, because I, I was discussing that with someone the other day, and uh, I remember when we grew up, there wasn't such a variety of of um, sodas or beverages, and everything was a Coke. If, if you wanted uh, an orange brush, it was an orange Coke, or it was a strawberry Coke. Coke oh. Yeah, Coke so at Coke, the time was Coke. just a generic word. It was like Kleenex. 
Yeah. So Coke, Coke with it, Kleenex is still capitalized. They did a very good job of protecting that name. Um, Coke became the substitute for soda or pop. Right. It was the generic term. When I go, I, when I order a restaurant, I want a Coke. I don't care if what, then they ask you, you want Pep, is Pepsi okay? They don't, I, I don't care. It was, you know, either one, yeah. fine. But if I yeah, think the generic phrase. Yeah, I think I think Edwin is saying something a little bit different. Are you saying that no matter what flavor soda you wanted, it came with the word Coke at the end? Right. Yeah. So if you wanted an orange soda, you ask for an orange Coke instead of an orange soda. Exactly. It was a generic. Okay. Well, yeah. So is Dr. Pepper a Coke? I. It, it tastes like. A cherry Coke to me, but well, other people uh, say no. Dr. Pepper, well, I think the difference is that Dr. Pepper is a Coke? Seven up. Is seven up a Coke? No. no because it, no, because if you asked for, uh, you wouldn't ask for a 7-Up Coke. No, you would ask for a 7-Up. It would only work if it was like an orange Coke or a strawberry Coke, because then they'd be using two words. But it a wouldn't flavor. work if they were. Maybe because you could order an orange drink, like a lemonade, or I mean like an orange juice, or, uh, or whatever, to help separate. I don't, I don't want an orange juice, I want an orange Coke, I guess. That's... Exactly. Uh -huh. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that worked because when I was a kid, I'm 53 years old, so that wasn't too long ago. But when I was a kid, there was still soda um, fountains where you'd go and they'd mix the stuff. Yep. It would just mix the juice with the soda. Like if you wanted a cherry coke, which at that time there really wasn't a cherry coke. It was just the guy behind the bar. Uh, make some cherry juice and some soda, and they'd call it a cherry coke. I think that probably was, at least for my my family, I think that was the most famous fountain drink was a cherry coke. Yeah, definitely. You know. That's where the Shirley Temple drink came from. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Now, let me throw in a curve, is there a difference between a Shirley Temple and a Roy Rogers? Oh, I don't know. Shirley Temple has grenadine in it. I don't. I've never had or heard of a Roy Rogers. Yeah, I mean, when I used to go to a restaurant, um, they would order me a Shirley Temple when I would, or, or, or a Roy Rogers, and I always thought they were pretty much the same thing. It was just whatever they called it. Uh, it probably was. It was probably a Roy Rogers was probably the same version, but it was for boys. Well, you know what I loved about them, with the with the with the, the cherry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the Maraschino uh, cherries in, in, the, in the soda pop. Ah, uh, here we go. I got it. Okay. What's the difference between a Roy Rogers and a Shirley Temple? Okay. They're both non-alcoholic drinks, and they are just, aren't they just soda with grenadine? Actually, I think grenadine has alcohol in it. Um, and the answer is one has, a Roy Rogers has a slice of lime, and a Shirley Temple has a cherry. But. That doesn't mean it's correct because it's on the internet. Let's see what's here. 
Uh, Roy Rogers is a Coke with grenadine, and Shirley Temple is Seven Up with grenadine. Does anything here sound familiar? Roy Both Rogers. contain grenadine. Roy Rogers is a cola. Shirley Temple is Seven Up. So we got two Seven Ups and colas. <laughs> um, would be nice if they spelled Roy Rogers' name. I'd have more confidence if they spelled Roy Rogers' name correctly. So uh, what, what is grenadine? Uh, grenadine is a syrup of sorts. That, and that's not the bicarbonate part of it. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I believe grenadine is uh, pretty much cane sugar. Okay. It's a, a sugary syrup, but I think it's got alcohol in it. Let's see here. I don't think so. A red viscous syrup used in making cocktails. No, go away. Um, what's in it? Mixture of artificial color, berry or cherry juice, corn syrup or sugar. Certain companies make it with pomegranate juice and sugar. Most bartenders recommend finding a good fruit juice-based variety. Da -da 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 Making it at home. Non-alcoholic uses. Okay. I wonder if you can either order a Shirley Temple or a Roy Rogers anymore. Uh, yeah, you, you sure can. You can? Even at, even at bars, yeah. Huh. Yeah, you sure can. You sure can. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I've always been fascinated with the language uh, differences in different regions uh, of the country. Because <clears throat> I attended Louisiana Tech University in Ruston, Louisiana. You're a, you're, so you are a Cajun? Isn't that the nickname? What the what Louisiana Tech nickname of the school? What's the name of the school? Yeah, the the nickname. Uh, they didn't have a nickname. I thought occasion or, or something. Yeah, okay. Our our mascot was the Bulldogs. Yeah, Cajun is a language. Well, they use they use, Louisiana Tech had a certain nickname for the football team. And I guess the right? Cajuns would would be right. Yeah. Um, the Raging Cajun, I think they used to call them. Raging Cajuns, maybe? Mm -hmm, raging mm -hmm. Cajuns? That's what I think it was. Yeah, that, that would be right. But I remember, I, I went there to do my master's degree on a scholarship, and I remember getting there and uh, going into uh, the university, and I asked a few people, uh, because this happened to me a couple times, I asked someone, can you direct me to the washroom? And they would just not know what to say. And it was freaking me out because I said, what's the, what's the big deal about asking for a washroom? Well, it turns out that in Louisiana, a washroom is the laundry van. Oh my uh, it's, gosh! It's where, it's where you wash uh, clothes. That is, that is not where you leave something. You take something with you. <laughs> yeah. Wow! And, this, and I remember when a student, one of the girls, asking me, uh, "You need to wash your clothes?" I said, "No, no, no. I, I need to go to the." And then it slipped out of my mouth. I said, "I really need to go to the bathroom." Oh, well, I'm the best. We got those. <laughs> oh, that's 
funny. I never would have thought about that. But see, I, always, wow. I, I always thought those three terms were interchangeable yeah. between a bathroom, a restroom, and a washroom. Well, I guess in, in a lot of places they are, but clearly that's not one of them. I would have guessed that, too. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's hilarious because, um, like, referring to the top uh, prior, uh, that was another thing I asked hey, do you guys have any pops here? I had one store, and, I, and they asked me, what's a pop? I said, oh, my God, I forgot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys call it soda here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's... Did you know what people were talking about the first time you heard the word soda instead of pop? Um, actually, I did. Actually, I did. Actually, I did. The first time I heard pop, I had no idea what, what people meant by it. Actually, I did because um, quite often people in the Chicago area would say soda pop. I have a soda pop. Ah, okay. So they would uh, combine both terms. Why do we get, now, why do we call a soda pop a pop? I mean, where does the pop come from? Is it because of the uh, carbonation and it's bursting? Yeah, the, the caps used to pop. They would, they would make a popping sound if the soda was agitated right. in any way. Right. So maybe that's where it came from. They showed the white foaming thing, you know. Yeah. Because I, I heard the term, can you pop that that top? Ah, uh, yeah, and pop me a beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pop me a beer? And pop top, pop top cans. Huh. That word really pops up, doesn't it? Good one, yeah. Patricia. Good one. <laughs> How would you Good pop one. a beer when it comes from a tap? Well, not when it comes from a tap, but when it's in a can. You pop the top of the can. Oh, okay. I never heard that. Well, you have a pop top on a soda. Yeah, but I, I, we call it, we, we say, open, can you open me a can? Open me a can. Uh -huh. That's Pennsylvania Dutch. Throw me from the train. Yeah, a kiss. <laughs> well, I know about 30 years ago, um, it was very interesting because about 30 years ago, I was in uh, New York. And at that time, you could recycle cans. But they wouldn't give you a, a recycling, meaning they would give you an actual monetary deposit. Turn in the can for I believe it was a nickel, mm -hmm. but at the time it was very interesting because the can would have to have that little uh, piece that opens the can. Yeah, the tab. If it didn't have that, they wouldn't give you the deposit, and they would say, "Hey, this can's been popped." You remember what they used to call that too, besides that tab? No. A ringer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned it, yes. Yes. 
And that's very interesting because I, I remember that they used to use that term. If it didn't have that piece, right. they go, we, we can't give you the deposit do you remember that, yeah. um, Patricia? Since you're, no. You're, no, I don't. You don't but, remember when cans you could get a deposit on them? No. Oh wow. I never, I never knew you could do that. Yeah. I knew, I'm like in places. I guess California, you have a surcharge. Yes. On cans and bottles and uh, plastic bottles, and then you bring them back and you right. get your deposit back. Right. I see that it's printed on the sides of bottles in California. It says recycle in California, bring it back, or, you know, something yeah. like that. It's got separate directions for California. But, no, um, bringing re recycling cans, no. Yeah, that was like in the early 80s. Well, now, is every state in the union pretty good about recycling cans and paper, or is every state a little different? Gee, I don't know about nationwide, but I would guess every state is a little bit different. Yeah, they are. They are. You get different commitments from people. Uh -huh. I think I'm on the oddball side because I'm I'm so conscious of I'm a really ardent recycler, but I don't think that's typical. I would think California, Florida would be high on the list of recycle places because of the beaches. You know, we don't want to, you know, there's always been a big thing, don't be a little bug out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my, my, my thing is walking the beach with a bag, mm -hmm. and I get my exercise picking junk up. But um, that's an interesting point that we really should be. But, of course, I'm about 10 miles from the beach now. Mm -hmm. And our, 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 deep, our population areas are really intensifying. They're, they're filling up a lot. So most of the recycling actually happens in communities away from the beaches. That's where the greatest population is. And I don't know, I know on Sandell, for example, they are really aggressive about their natural environment and they actually purchased more than 50% of the island and kept it in its natural state. It's a preserve. Mm -hmm. More than 50% of Sanibel Island is a preserve. It's amazing when you think about the property prices out there. But they're so, so adamant about recycling and preserving. And I mean, so that's one area here that's right in there. But I don't know. Maybe in individual communities where they have a homeowners association that sets the stage for this kind of participation among the community members. I don't think, in general, though, it's a big thing here, which is very sad to say. I think recycling is becoming a big thing across the country. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I, I shop at a store, local store, called Whole Foods here. I right. don't know mm -hmm. international. But uh, if you take, I use a cloth bag. And I take my own bag, and if you go there and get to groceries in your own bag, they actually refund a dime. Um, they they do what? They give you a dime if you use. Do you use your own? No kidding, boy! I wish they would do that here. I use mine all the time. Yeah. And oh, I can fill my piggy bank. Yeah, it's really cool. 
And another thing that uh, I've been noticing is uh, I had a, this. I'm gonna just mention this and get off the phone because I don't want to monopolize your time. But one thing that I uh, noticed because uh, I work with a lot of people with animals, is all of a sudden cats and dogs are eating plastic bags. That's and good. I was really curious about this. And I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who's a, a chemist, and he told me that what's occurring is that most of the bags being used now that we think are plastic have probably 70 to 80% of that pork fat in them, and that's what makes them biodegradable. Oh, my goodness. And that's how animals were uh, wanting to eat them. And uh, that, that's an interesting thing. So that, that's a real nice uh, um, direction that manufacturers are going in. They're incorporating a lot of fat and making these bags so that they are actually biodegradable. Yeah. Now, are they softer and more pliable than the ones we typically see in the supermarket? Um, really, really, there is no difference. Uh, there isn't. I'm asking because the ones I'm getting from Walgreens lately are very soft and stretchable. Whereas the ones in the supermarket are um, crinkly and hard, you can hear them. When you, when you wiggle a supermarket plastic bag, it's it's like right. you're, you know, it's like you're rolling up a piece of paper and it's crackling all over the place. Whereas the plastic bags that I'm getting from Walgreens are not; they're soft. You're right, because I definitely have noticed the difference in 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 the crinkly ones and the soft ones, but I don't uh -huh. know which ones are which. I don't know uh, which one. Uh, well, the crinkly ones are familiar to me. The soft ones are new. Okay, so it could be those are the ones that are incorporating fat. Yeah, if I had to guess, because they are soft and pliable, I would I would guess that that would be the the variety. How interesting! And the puppy dogs and the kitty cats can actually pick this up. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they oh, my goodness. They're remarkable little creatures. So are you in the market for a question? I am. You are. Okay. I am. Mystery detective type thing. First starred Van Heflin. Then most of the series had Gerald Moore, and it was written and created by, I'm sorry, the concept and the detective was created by Raymond Chandler. I would say Ooh. Philip Marlowe. Oh, wow. It was Philip Marlowe. Very good. You know, that was kind of an obscure question. Who, wow. was, who, was, who, was, uh, the, who was the first sponsor? The first sponsor? Mm-hmm. During hmm. the Van Heflin period. Oh, I don't That's think I've heard more than two of those. I know. That's Shame why on throwing, me. That's why I threw it out there. Oh, see, you're so rascally tonight. I know. The first sponsor. Just because you have to get a Valentine. You guys go I crazy. know. I'm lucky. I'm the lucky one. Do they sell a, a heart-shaped Tootsie Roll? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give a clue. 1947 and with the summer replacement for Bob Hope. 
So they picked up Bob Hope sponsor. Well, he had uh, Pepsi. That's right. That was his first sponsor. Oh, am I good or you what? Good. Oh my gosh! And the only reason I know that is Bro. because it was mentioned in a Fibber McGee and Molly show. Okay. What do I need to put in your envelope because it is ready to be sealed? Well, um, I, I, I like comedies, so anything that, that we have around. Uh, any, any comedy lying around. You got it. I got a bunch of them. Yeah, any comedy would be good. Okay. I haven't been listening to it much lately because, like I said, I was a little ill and I do want to know, well, I want you guys to know that I was listening last week and the week before then. I just couldn't get in because you guys were getting off. So let me get off this phone and get someone else to <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you're feeling better, and I'm so glad to hear from you. We were missing you. Oh, thank you, Patricia, and thank you, Walden, and have a great evening. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. So for you, it's pop. Uh-huh. For me, it's, for me, it's soda. Oh, I thought we'd call it soda pop here, too. And I think soda pop covers all of the bases. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, you know, I guess I've always heard it done either call it pop or soda pop or, or soda. Oh, so you you were familiar with all of them? Uh-huh. But, you know, I come from California. Hello, yeah, there. I know. You're so urban and <laughs> urbane. <laughs> You're on the air. So am I on the air, or am I going to ground? You are, well, <laughs> you're not, yeah. you are on an island. If you want to be technical about it, I mean, is an island a ground, or is it just a, is it just a <laughs> plot of sand? Okay, it's I'm on the sand. I'm on the beach. You're on the beach. Actually, I just came home about an, 40, an hour ago from playing for the sweet. 96-year-old lady. Uh, and you were going to play a song for it tonight. Yeah, I'll do it next week because okay. I'm a little tired. Um, wait, wait a minute. You're tired? I had to play for three hours and make this lady happy. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Is it her birthday? Mm-hmm. So what song did you play for her? She wanted some oriental music. And so I learned it for her and she was very happy. There was about 100 people. Her party. Uh-huh. And she was a happy camper. Now, how did you study it? Did you just get a record or, or something? Or how did yep. you... Just got a record. Uh-huh. That was really a loving thing to do, Ron. Oh, my goodness. And she was so happy. This was her birthday? The thing that was good was she... Um, she was able to appreciate it and able to give me a hug. So what can I? Uh, so you did it for free, right? You did it for free and a and a, and a it's, food. It's like um, mission accomplished. <laughs> That's great. So how was, many how many people were at her party? About a hundred. Oh, you did say that. I'm sorry. About you just said that. It was great. It was great. Well, 
what hey, the, Lon. What, what, Lon, what the longest gig you ever had to play? How many hours straight? One time, it was uh, in Waikiki, it was pouring rain. Yeah. So the Hilton Hotel wanted to keep their customers happy indoor. Yeah. So I worked for 12 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's ah, incredible. 12 hours straight just to make them happy. I mean, I took short breaks, but I paid for 12 hours. From 12 in the afternoon, lunchtime, till 12 midnight. Wow. How did you ever keep that up? Well, you know, I was young then. <laughs> so, uh, and, I was... and you only knew one song, so it was a, it was a little tiring <laughs> for the audience after 12 There you hours. go. And Well, we had new... We had a good turnover, you know? It's just, yeah, you turned the tables, yeah. I could play the same song. And they were, they didn't notice, you know? I mean, you know, it was fun, though. I remember that was a, I could never do it now. So, now, so, so what was your routine? Wait, 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off? How did you do the 12 uh, hours? Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, 1510. Oh, 1510 or something. Wow. So, a lot of requests. And a lot of requests. And a lot of Broadway musicals and stuff. Really. How often? Let me ask. Let me ask you a serious question. Well, it's about time you get. Started. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What do I do? What do you do when you don't know the song? Do you fake it? Well, I always say, if you have requests, I'll make an effort to play, or I'll just fake it for you. <laughs> And uh, I, if I if I know a little bit of the song, I can kind of go around it. But you think always got me, you know, the, the musician that they, you know, said, "I'll take a request and you give him a dollar," and they don't know the song anyway. I think that I think that's cheating, don't you think? Right. <laughs> <laughs> For a dollar, probably yeah. not. Yeah, you know, well, you know, we cheat here and there. <laughs> A dollar earned is a dollar. A dollar is, is a dollar is a dollar earned, huh? There you go. Um, um, so Patricia, is my envelope ready to hit the ponies? Yes, it's actually bigger than an envelope. It's bigger than. Is it bigger than a bread box? It's not bigger than a bread box. It's about half the size of a bread box. Well, I didn't want you to put that much in it. Gee. That's but, oh, I'm sorry. I can't take any of it out. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, um, Walden, you ever heard of a poem called Lightning Jim? You bet. You bet I have. Um, How about you, Patricia? I recognize the title, and I know I've read it, but I don't remember it. Okay. Walden, tell us a little bit what Lightning Jim is all about. As much as you know. I am trying to remember. What do I remember? Um, well, fake it. Fake it. Okay, it was a radio <laughs> show. It was a radio show between the 1930s and 40s. It was heard on the syndicate show. wasn't heard on the network. And it was starring Jim whatever. And Jim whatever was the character of the show for Lightning Jim. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. <laughs> be in Patricia's you, can give me, you can give me my dollar now. I did, I owe my dollar for that. Yeah. You can have your dollar. Yeah. So you, you have a couple dollar. of volumes of Lightning Jim. Lightning Jim. 
your next envelope, Patricia. So you you would you would like, or are you giving me? He's giving you. <gasps> Whoa! Hooray! Whoa! Yeah, right. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I look forward to Lightning, Jim. You, you can you can tell somebody about Lightning, Jim, more than what I could because I ran across it, I got it, so Patricia will have it. Yay, thank you. Yeah, I hope. It, it can either fall into a nice show or you can put it in your awful, whatever. <laughs> In, in one of my awful folders. There you go. There you I don't know. It's not good. You know, I have to be kinder when I listen to some of these shows and remember that a lot of them were done for kids. And the standards for kids were a lot different. I'm not saying higher or lower, but very different from adults. And yeah, I have to remember that when I listen to these things. I mean, to me, some of them are just awful. So you're going to have to put kids, your kids... They were probably you're, good. You're going to probably have to put your kids' ears on. My kid ears, yes. Yes, I have to put my kid ears on. Okay, let me ask this. Well, you, like this you like Cinnamon Bear or not? Yeah, Cinnamon Bear is good. Okay, okay. All right, what about you, Walden? It's fine. I've listened to it twice. Um, I, I think it's a good series. It's not, it's not one I pull out every year to hear every day during the holiday season. But I think one time through is enough with you, the bear. You know? You're good for having done it twice. I agree. Did you ever hear of Christmas on the Moon? I've seen it lifted. I haven't heard one episode, but I've yeah, seen it lifted. I've, I've got it. It's Jonathan Thomas, I believe. or Yeah, Jonathan Thomas's Christmas on the Moon. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. uh, you got it. How do you like it? I haven't listened to it. I don't know that one. Yeah. I have it, but I haven't listened. Well, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one, huh? Should I listen to it and put it in my awful folder? <laughs> you can try it. You let me know how you like that. Um, yeah, you let me know how you like Christmas on the Moon. Um, see, I there was see now we talked so much I forgot what I really called about. I forgot. You oh, next week, do you have a guest, Walden? Uh, uh, tomorrow we have Jack Benny's daughter. Next Saturday, nothing yet. Uh, we're going to feature uh, next Friday night an interview we did with Dix Davis, who was Pinky on One Man Family, who was probably the busiest child radio actor who wound up spending 30 years in the diplomatic corps. And he wound up being one of the head guys who trained uh, diplomats, and one story he told to us off the air, when he, when Shirley Temple became a diplomat, um, normally what they would do to train um, the ambassadors to go overseas to the country, they would get a debriefing from the State Department. And these would be people underneath dicks. And he said, no, I'm going to do this one myself. Because in the 1930s, he was her stand-in in movies. Oh. So when, they, when she did stunts in the movies, that was not her. That was the boy, Dick Davis. And he kept that quiet. So he, he interviewed her. And... Uh, he interviewed her, gave her the debriefing, and they went to have lunch. And he decided to disclose, you know, uh, Miss Black, 
you and I met before, and he would decide to play 20 questions. Could she figure out who he was? And she got it down. It was in Hollywood. She got it down with the movies. And she finally figured it out that he was her stand-in. And he said, you know, I hated you. You got to do, I got, to, you got to do all the fun things that they wouldn't let me to do in the movies. Oh, and so, my. so she said, so, so he said, if I, if I get any, any trouble, if I'm in a foreign country, I'm just going to wire the State Department to send me my double in to, to, to take over the situation. So those are some of the things, fun stories he, he, he was telling us about his career both as a radio actor and being head of the Diplomatic Corps. What time will Joan Bennett be on? At 7.30 West Coast. 7.30 West. Yeah. Let's see, that's... Is it 5.30 your time or 4.30 or whatever? Wait, how did the thing go today? Wonderful. We had a great turnout. Stuffy was terrific. Uh, Told great stories. We played clips from his day with Henry... uh, uh, the Honest Herald and Armist Books, and we played the Jack Benny rehearsal, and people just ate it up, and they, we talked about comedy timing for a kid, and he was, he was pointing that it's interesting that his dad worked with him before you ever go into a radio show to work with him on his comedy timing. And, you know, because for a lot of cases, uh, you could hear pauses, you know, where a kid would pause and then come on a, a comeback line. And when everybody was commenting today, you don't hear comedians to use pauses like they did during the old radio days to help set up tension or to set up the punchline. And so we, we talked. When I, when I do a performance, the reason why I pause is because... I forget what the punchline is. <laughs> oh, I'm only kidding. I thought you forgot half the words of the song, so you're waiting for you waiting to figure it out. As you yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, there was one more question I was going to ask. Um, oh well. What I have a question for you. Go ahead. Did you know that girls are supposed to give boys Valentine's presents? Well, you know, I, I heard you say that. And uh, if if you and I were to get together, mm-hmm. I would go along with the deal that you and I just go have dinner together, you know. And uh, so, it'll work. So are all your grandchildren giving present, present you to a boyfriend now? I don't know. I have. I gotta go. I have no idea. I think they're just a recipient. They're just a recipient. You know. I got all girls. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, else you're gonna go broke buy them all presents to give them to their boyfriends, right, Ron? There you go. There you go. Well, anyway, you guys sound really chipper tonight. You guys sound really good. You must have taken a nap. I don't know. You haven't taken a nap. You're right. He did. I slept seven hours and I took a nap. I dozed off in the car on the way home, so I would, I'm, I'm good. Well, I gave you credit because you stayed up late last night, Walden, and then you had to leave your house around eight thirty this morning, mm-hmm. right? Well, I, uh, 
We I left about 9:20. 9:20. Yeah, and then get home till after 6:30. Have dinner with the family and and run in and do a radio show. Where was the meeting at? Up in the up in the, the valley, North Hills. So it was for me. It was over 90 minutes away, one way. So it's a three-hour drive. So you were able to sleep while your friend was driving well, you home. when I when I drive, uh, people get nervous, but so I let other people drive for me. Yeah, but you slept. Yeah. Uh, well, if I live a very privileged life, and you do too, Ron. Yeah, but you know, I mean, we live. We uh, that's why I prefer to have a chauffeur. There you go. You know, but you know that's rude. The guy's doing you a favor and driving over you. You are, I mean, <laughs> That's why I'm, that's why my goal is when Patricia and I go out, she, I'm going to let her do the driving. That's just the way it's going to be. I, I think that's a kindness. That's really good. <laughs> you know, you, you love your fellow man. That's right. I'm protecting them on the road. Yes, there this you is go. good. Yeah. Well, I will talk to you guys next weekend. All right, well. Unless you come up with the question you were wanting to ask, and then you can call us back. And Patricia, you know, you have a happy Valentine's. Oh, thank you. You, you good, too. I hope you get a good dark chocolate heart candy so you can really um, enjoy February 14th. Uh, maybe if I sit in the store underneath the candy rack and just look like a sad puppy, somebody would, would help. I wish, you, you know, something... Your weather and my weather about we're comparable. I wish you were in Hawaii. Oh, I really, no. I really wish you were in Hawaii. My mom was saying the same thing. It's too bad Patricia doesn't live nearby. I would. Oh, no, unwanted. Yes. Because <laughs> I would make sure that you'd have a good Valentine's. See. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So. You would take me to the candy store. There you go. I, I would say. Da, 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 da. The candy man is or whatever, you know. Well, did they, they still have penny candy. That's what you would take her to the penny candy store. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it's a dollar candy store now. <laughs> Get one of your little dots for a dollar. Sugar-free candy. Yeah, there you go. You like dark chocolates, don't you, Patricia? Is that what yes, you? I do. Yeah. Now, when did we decide to throw this caramel? Yes. Um, Bruce Forsberg has decided this situation for me because he sent me a sign, a old-fashioned replica sign from the 1940s with a cow, milk, and sugar, and it said 10 cents, and it said caramel. So oh. I think that has to be the, the, the clincher. No, no comment that it's 70 years ago that we're talking about here. <laughs> Yeah, that's eight years after Patricia was born. Oh well, so, you know. Yeah, right. Thank you. And they don't—they never came to a recipe, have they, Patricia? For seventy years? Of course not. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Patricia, you'll never live it down, man. But hey, we'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, Bye. Ron. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad you're home safe. Aloha. Aloha. When he goes, he goes. My goodness. He he hits aloha, the, the ha part, as the phone hangs up. 
he 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 gets it all in and he sneaks out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Here we are. Wait Here we are. So call. you know, I still have a whole bunch of hamburger stuff left over, and I still have. Um, let's see, conversation. No, we don't care about that. Um, and I have lots of lots of Valentine stuff. So you want to play a show? And, and we have shows too. Should we play you a show? Play a show? We'll play a show. All right. Which one would you like to play first? Whatever you decide, I can play. You can do that? Okay. If we do the Valentine candy from February 10th, 1942, that would be great, just Let's in case it. we don't get to the second one. Let's do it. Let's do it. In this one, Molly receives a four-pound box of Valentine candy. She thinks it's from Fibber. He doesn't remember sending it, and that's a natural conclusion because he didn't. So Molly keeps praising him for buying it for her. During this show, by the way, I thought Molly bought it for herself. She did do that in one other show, but that's not the case. Uh, She keeps praising him for buying it for her, and he knows he didn't. So there are a couple of questions that I will ask when we come back. She's darning socks. Does anyone remember mother or grandmother darning socks? And the second... Who knows what a punch board is? So we'll we'll do that after we come back. Right now it is Valentine Candy from February tenth, nineteen forty two. Here on yesterday, USA. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with Hallelujah. of Saturday night baths and Saturday afternoon floor scrubbing are pretty well gone forever. We now know that that weekly scrubbing of linoleum floors was very harmful and eventually ruined the linoleum. It's so much safer, so much easier to protect floors with the modern floor polish, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. You not only save your linoleum and make it last longer, but you save yourself lots of work because glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. Glow Coat is self-polishing. Glow Coat is no ordinary polish. When you use it, you'll notice its lasting luster. You'll see how it wears evenly and smoothly without chipping. That's because Glow Coat has a flexible, not a brittle film. One trial will also convince you that Glow Coat is economical because a little goes so far. Make a note to remind yourself to buy some Johnson self-polishing Glow Coat this week. (laughs) 
Some people think it would be a great thing if we were able to peer into the future. Personally, we think it's a blessing that we can't. For instance, here at 79 Wistful Vista sits the lady of the house darning socks for the master of the house, who doesn't know that a messenger boy is approaching with, ah, what can be in store for Fibber McGee and Molly. have to buy some new socks. Huh? I've darned these so many times, they're practically handmade. Okay, I'll get some tomorrow. But it's an awful nuisance. Gee, I wish I was a kid again and could go barefooted. Do you really? Well, no, not really. <laughs> these guys that keep yearning for their childhood days are just kidding themselves. I wouldn't go through that again for a million bucks. Why not? Oh, I was a regular little gangster when I was a kid. Oh, go on. <laughs> I ever tell you about the morning I and Skinny Crandall and Bones Biddle and Stinky Hooper tried to wire, uh, tie the wire across the schoolhouse steps? <laughs> and waited in the bushes for the teacher to show up? No. <laughs> yeah. No, you nasty boy. What happened? <laughs> well, we waited till noon and then suddenly realized it was Saturday. <laughs> so we started running down to the old swimming hole and I tripped on the wire and darn near... Come in. Package for Mrs. McGee. For me? Are you Mrs. McGee? Well, what do I have to do? Show you my marriage license? <laughs> no, I can see Mr. McGee. Nobody else would live with him. <laughs> Fresh kid. Why, when I was his age, I was polite and thoughtful. Yes, you were, you little gangster. I wonder what this is. Oh, heavenly days. Four pounds of Valentine candy. Who's that from? Oh, as if you didn't know. Huh? <laughs> you darling. You did remember, didn't you? Well, I... Well, I, ain't there a note in it or, or something? Well, why should there be? Who'd be sending me Valentine candy but you? Valentine? And my favorite kind, too. Well, I, I don't... I, I'm, well, I'm glad you like it, Molly. What kind is it? Now, listen, don't be so coy, McGee. Huh? <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> no? <laughs> Well, Valentine's Day comes but once a year, they say. <laughs> or is that Christmas? <laughs> no. Well, it's Valentine's Day, too, I guess. Uh, isn't there any... Or didn't I put a note in it? Well, I don't see any, but you didn't have to. If a man can't send a Valentine to his wife without a lot of explanations, I'd like to know who... Hello there, Johnny! Hello, daughter! Hey, can I speak to you alone a minute, Johnny? Why, sure. Excuse us a minute, Molly. Certainly. Go right ahead. What's on your mind, old-timer? Look... I'm selling valentines, Johnny. Want to buy one for the kid there? Nothing women appreciate more a little touch of sentiment, you know. No, thanks, old-timer. She just got a big box of candy for a valentine. She did, eh? Good for you, Johnny. Well, I don't know whether it is or not. Just between you and me, I don't remember sending it to her. Then you better buy one of these and send it, too. Oh, no. Then she'd get suspicious. Ah, uh, don't be a fool, Johnny. The more you send them, the better they like it. Hmm? Here, here, here's a beauty. All lace and stuff. Hmm. Says, uh, roses are sweet, and so is your soul. I'm going to throw out my sugar and put you in the bowl. <laughs> no, thanks. I don't want any Valentine's, old-timer. I don't mind wearing my heart on my sleeve, but I hate the idea of a mailman dragging it all around town in the rain. <laughs> uh, thanks, anyway. Okay, Johnny. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting, daughter. Just wanted to talk a little business with Johnny here. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Oldtimer. I was busy darning his socks anyway. Just look how he tears holes in them. 
Yes, he's a holy terror, ain't he? <laughs> See, well, I gotta get back to my job, kids. Be seeing you. What do you mean, your job? What you doing? Oh, I'm caretaker down at the Wistful Vista Recreation Center. Oh. Keep the tennis courts in condition. Oh, must be quite a chore. Oh, no. Just a few swipes with a claw full of Johnson's wax, and I'm caught up for several days. Johnson's wax? On a tennis court? Yep. Table tennis, Johnny. Oh. Well, so long, kid. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move to tape four now. All right. February McGee and Molly from February 10th, 1942. What's up, uh, dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity being here with the family, with all the listeners. Look after the poor, the hungry, and the needy at this time, Lord. Help those who might be having trouble. Help our friends up in the Northeast as they're dealing with the weather. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Alright, let's go get Patricia and we'll be right back. So, please stand by. JAWS for Windows is ready. Skype trademark 16 Walden.Hughes. We're back, and it's only, only three minutes before one in the morning here on the West Coast, February, right. <laughs> February, the, <laughs> February the 10th, year 2013. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. What time is it, Walden? It's short. It's Howdy Doody time. <laughs> Hello, kids. It's Howdy Doody time. What time is it, Walden? It's three before one. He says it's only. Yeah, it's early. It's not even one o'clock yet. Yeah, out it's, there. Early, it's early. How early is it? It's, oh, it's so early, early, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. You gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up in the morning. Remember that was a song that Irving Berlin sang for, uh. What was the name of the, the World War II song? And there was a song, How I Hate to Get Up in the Morning. With the in the morning. Yeah. Was, you gotta get up, you gotta, gotta get, get up, up, you gotta, gotta get up in the morning. Yeah. I don't know the rest of it, though, do you? That, no, that's all I know. It's that's how memorable. all I know. You're, when you get one line out of a song that sticks in everybody's head for how many generations is this now? This is 70 years. Three generations. Four, almost four. And we remember it. That's true. It's passed on and on and on. It has been in cartoons. 
Let's see. Laurel and Hardy. All, all about the all all about the army. Maybe that's something like that. All in the army. I think it was the title was 1942, and Irving Berlin sang that song in the Broadway show. The songwriter. What was the show? I think uh, it's all in the army now. We're in the army now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. You know this stuff. Oh, I just fake it. That's what Ron says. Ron says you fake it? Well, you think I can when I want to. I know you can. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you can say something with such conviction that you can get everybody to believe it. Whether it's true or not, you're like the Internet. If it's out of all mouth, it's got to be true. That's a one way that if you, when you can just say with authoritative, when you don't know, then you, 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 then you got all the marbles on your side of the table. That's, yeah, that's it, that's it. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah. As, long as, as long as you can say it with authority. What is it, um, Lucy Van Pelt says, you have to be wrong, be wrong at the top of your lungs? That's right. That's it, that's yeah. it. If you sound like you know what you're talking about, people will believe you. Uh, and you always sound like you know what you're talking about. Uh, I got the question. What's that? In the world of greeting cards, yes. Christmas is, of course, the busiest. It's the highest card-sending holiday in the whole wide world. Right. What is number two and what is number three? Mother's Day is number two. Valentine's Day is number three. According to this, I've only got two. According to this, Valentine's Day is number two, which doesn't sound, I would think, well, maybe not, because kids send that stuff. You're my Valentine. I don't know. It says it says Valentine's Day. Would you believe that? I would. But that's, I'm, that's I, okay I, you? I'm, I'm the gullible one, so what do I know? Oh, you're not. Yes, I am. Well, between the two of us, then, we'll believe anything. That is true. If you tell me it's true, I believe it. That's true. I, if the sun comes up tomorrow, I believe it. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> You're going to have to explain that but one. I don't know. If it explain. comes if it's up, explain, then, Lucy. If it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a non sequitur, right? If the sun comes up, in the, if the sun comes up, I believe in the sun. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess so. Well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, true. If the tree falls down, you're going to believe that the tree yeah. fell down. Oh, okay. isn't, that, isn't that they're saying, if the tree falls down and nobody's there, then how do you know if it made a noise? Well, a tree doesn't actually make a noise. It sets off vibrations. And because a person has to receive the vibrations in order to hear something, no, the tree doesn't make a sound when it falls in the forest if there's nobody around to receive the sound waves. So there. That's my take on it. All right. Yeah, that's important. Do, do, do I sound authoritative? Yes, you do. Yes. You're, well, then, that's great. Do you believe me? I think I make a noise. 
Oh, see, you don't believe me, and I find minute, it so authoritative. Minute, I believe everything Boo Boo says, you know. She... No, no, no. If you think it makes a noise, you didn't believe me. I believe you. I have you. no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we spend, as, as, as a society, yes. what it, of, of what great importance is the answer to that question? Because it's one that gets asked all the time. Yeah, it, well, it, we know it's, it, we know it's, 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 it's help for world peace, it feed the hungry, and and uh, and cause peace in family. We know that's why the answer is so important. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! One of us had a nap today, didn't he? Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Okay. During the mid-17th century, so we're in the 1600s here, That's before we were even born. married people took valentines from another person who was not always their legal significant other, as in spouse. And that's pretty strange. Well, no, because St. Valentine lived a lot longer before then. Hmm. All right. Let's see. February 14th was long associated with fertility and love even before St. Valentine lived. It was that day that, I don't know, this is what's written, Walden. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying this with authority. I'm okay. saying this. You're, you're, I'm saying you're, this you're, you are reporting the information. I'm, I'm reporting what was reported, yes, yes. yes. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying... Say what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. February 14th was long associated with fertility and love even before St. Valentine lived. It was the day that birds traditionally chose their mates. Now, who did the study back when the find account uh, surveyed all the birds to talk to them about this? Well, I don't know. It, we're, do you know any birds flying around looking for mates? And in February, I guess it depends on where you are. Well, I haven't talked to Big Booger in a while, so I don't know if he knows. The boys chive in the springtime, not in the wintertime. This is winter. I think they're lying. You think they want to know how many people believe this because it's on the Internet. <laughs> and we're not that gullible. We might be... Very innocent and believing people, but we're not that gullible. Okay. Robins. It was believed that if a woman saw a robin flying overhead on Valentine's Day, it meant she would marry a sailor. I don't know. Alden, I can't make sense out of that now, one. Now, That's so if she lives in Omaha, Nebraska, my, mm -hmm. her, her, her uh, potential of finding a sailor might be a little small. I'm guessing, that based on some of these tidbits, that a lot of this stuff came out of the British Isles or the United Kingdom, you know, like over in King Henry's time type stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, well, but still, I mean, they're closer to the coast than Iowa. That's true. But still, I'm... I've, you can marry, I mean, there are sailors all over the place, not just along the coast and That's on a true. ship. That's true. 
a robin flying overhead on Valentine's Day. So uh, I don't even want to think about that. How would you see your robin flying overhead unless you were willing to walk into a tree? Uh, maybe they gave out little chirps. I'm coming. I'm coming. I suppose you, you look up and I mean, periodically somebody will say, oh, did you see that bird over there? Mm -hmm. No. Are you seeing birds? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So we don't want to bother with that one because it crashes into, oh, here's, here's a cutie. Many people believe the X symbol became synonymous with the kiss. You know, X's and O's are kisses and hugs. You knew that, right? No, I, I knew, <coughs> I didn't know X's and O's. I knew XXX and a letter with kisses. But I that never was knew. Kiss, 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 right? Yeah, but. And X is. Mm hmm. But O's stand for hugs? Yeah. But I don't know why. It just does. People sign XO at the bottom and it means a kiss and a hug. Well, maybe they're thinking with the hug, with, a, with an O, it's like a circle, you know, your arms around your loved one. So it's like. Well, that's a thought. You know, that'd be, that's the only logical way I could think what that might well, mean. Well, that makes a whole lot more sense than my answer. What would an X, why would an X stand for, signify a kiss, though? Well, I'm about to tell you that. Okay. But I want to tell you what my answer was to the zero, or for the, for the O okay. for a hug. Okay. My answer was, I don't know. Um. I didn't know. But yours sounded very logical. You know, you make a... Uh, an O yep. with your arms oh, when you put them around somebody. Yeah. That's very good. Aww. I like that. I believe you. Okay. Okay. Many believe the X symbol became synonymous with the kiss in medieval times. People who couldn't write their names signed in front of a witness with an X. Right. The X, the X was then kissed to show their sincerity. Oh, so okay. that was the way people, I mean, it was like, yeah. I swear this is my signature type stuff, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then we already said in 1537, King Henry VII officially declared February 14th the holiday of St. Valentine's Day. Hmm. And you. Richard, yeah, yeah. And then who came next? King Henry VIII. Was there anybody between the 7th and the 8th? Probably. I don't know. Oh, there must have been. You know, they've, they've got people tucked in there. Yeah, they always, they always stick in a different name, like Edward or somebody between. Yeah, when, when when was Henry King? Uh, he was in the 1600s? Like 1540 to late, late 15... Uh, oh, is it the 1440 to the late 1450s? I think well, no, 14. it couldn't be that because 15, 1537 was King Henry the Seventh. Yeah, the age the would not be before the Seventh. I'm pretty sure of that. You're right. Well, that, that's assuming that's that these people made enough ones after the <laughs> after the B, you know? Uh, okay, let's see. Henry. Henry. V-I-I, V-I-I. I. <laughs> All right. In the order of the golden whatever, Tudor monarchs, the Tudor dynasty, Henry VIII. I'm Henry VIII. I am. Henry VIII 
was more indulgent. Oh, hold on. It looks like he was the son of the seventh. Seventh son. Um, don't go away. It's just coming up now. Don't go away. Oh, dear. You know, one day advertisers are going to recognize that people don't buy products if they can't stay on the page long enough to know what you're selling. Okay, Henry Tudor, the son of Henry VII of England and Elizabeth York, was born 1491. After his brother Arthur died, he became Henry VIII, so he was Henry VII. Aha. Yes, this is right. Yeah, so he, Henry VII was the father of Henry VIII. Right. And Henry VIII took office <laughs> in January of 1547, and he was king until, until, don't go away, Arthur died, seventh, seventh, we don't want the seventh, we want the eighth, we want the eighth, when did, I mean, really? Henry VIII. Mm -hmm. Come, 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 dear people. <laughs> you know, they have standard stuff that they fill in the blanks for in these biographical profiles. Yeah. Well, this one is name Henry VIII, occupation king. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? All right, so this is supposed to be the seventh, not the eighth. And see, they've got their their eyes mixed up here. Hmm. All right, he was born, and he became all right. Death. Of the seven, see? They have eight there. They don't even know where their eyes belong. But let's see here. Mm -mm. Henry VIII doesn't say when he died. <sighs> well, anyway, Henry VIII was Henry VII's son. So that's pretty good. That's a very good deduction. I, 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 well, I, that's what it says. I yeah. think... I think you got a really hot piece of evidence right there. A hot piece of evidence. Yeah. And he became king only because his older brother Arthur died. I, I did not know that. Now, uh, isn't that interesting that a king who knew, well, Elizabeth didn't have any Elizabeths in her family either. No. But if he was going to name somebody Henry... Wouldn't you think it would be the next in line? Uh-huh, well, but uh, they didn't do that, you know, with me. My brother's name is, you know, my my brother, Philip, is two years, nine months younger, and he and my dad share the same first name, so they wound well, up doing that differently. Yeah, and, and that part is okay, because we're... Forgive me for using the word commoner, but we are. I'm afraid we're going to have to we're going to have to get used to it. Well, but for for a king, 
Akima was going to name one of his sons after him, name one of his sons Henry. King Henry was going to name one of his sons Henry. I'm surprised that it wasn't his firstborn son. It was his second. So I need to royal knight Patricia to royal lady adorable Patricia. That way you're no longer a commoner, right? Um, I think you can put any name on it. What is it? You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Oh, yeah. So you can give me, yeah, you can give me any kind of a name, but I'm still going to be a commoner. <sighs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I mean, if a, if a commoner marries into the royal family, mm -hmm. she, she's no longer a commoner, right? I don't know. She was born a common a commoner, but I guess she becomes royalty by marriage. Right. So when her offspring, when they have, you know, little little oh, things. Yeah, that's a prince and a princess. Yeah. They're no longer they they come with the world they come with the world blue boards, don't they? Yeah. You know. I wish we had somebody from England who would call in and help us with all of this. This is the second time we've talked about British history and monarchies and queenhoods and stuff like that there. That's right. And we are welcome we, we, we're welcome to take a call from the Queen. Uh Elizabeth, if you're up, um and you might be. Uh only seven in the morning out there. Can we get the merits for disrespect? I think that's the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Hello there, you're on the air. Hi, this is Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey. How you doing? Well, better than was Monday. Not super well. Oh. I just want to warn you, I may have to take off running okay. for the bathroom. Okay. I was super... Super sick on Monday. Oh, uh, man. Vomiting and ended up. For me, it's a nonstop thing, and I almost absolutely always have to get intervention. I spent eight hours in the emergency room. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. But, but, grace of the Lord. I got in and out of there in one day. Hey. Yeah, which is unusual. You know, usually I'm having that serious problems for a couple of days before I end up yeah. getting there. Right. Yeah. But they. Wow. They. Oh my goodness. Me. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, oh my goodness, I'm I'm just so sorry that you you have to deal with so much this week. Oh, yeah, and, and I'm in a, I'm a cleansing right now. Get, like, MS is MS and opiate pain meds and mm. other meds are all contributing mm. towards causing me other problems. <laughs> oh, I don't feel super good right now. Right. No, you sound like you're kind of worn down. Yeah, I've been... Yeah. I've been sleeping, though, it's more than I ever have slept in many, many years. I mean, uh, I slept until, let's see, from around 12.30 p.m., you know, around noon until mm -hmm. a 
couple hours ago, I slept straight through, and I I don't usually do that. So no, I remember you saying so often that you sleep in pieces and you sleep there sitting up in a recliner, and you know you just got so many challenges there. But having having the pleasure of sleeping through, it must have felt unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. Uh, it's been this way since Monday. I've been blessed with being able to sleep, but um, yeah, it's yeah. I've been pretty discouraged. Um, I can I can understand why. Well, I sent you an email this week. I'm not sure that it got through properly, but it was an apology because when I talked with Walden last week, I said, "Did I promise Paul?" all of my, my um, looks, and he said, yes, you did. So that's what's on its way. Everything that I've got in my Lux file is on DVD for you. Boy, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time understanding you. You're all scratchy to me. Yeah, so I sound hold on. Good to you guys. Hold on. You sound good, Paul. Patricia, I'll call you right back. Hold on, Paul. Okay. Jaws for Wind Converse, Jerry Hetleaf, Michael, Ronnie Witt, Susan, Tom, Sapp, Plus One, Bill Drop, Cynthia, Dennis, Frank, Lucy, Jeff Silver, Jim Taylor, K.A., Carolyn, Carolyn, Patricia Hewitt, Ember, Patricia, o, Page Up, Page Up, Page Up, Favorites, Drag, All, Change, Bill Bragg, Online, Applications, Send IM, Send SM, Send Con, Send File, Send Voice, Share Screen, Invite, and Enter, here. Leaving Menus, Conversation okay. List, List View, Bill Bragg, Unloading Jaws, yeah, Cancel okay. Button, OK Button. OK, we're almost right. there. Now we're back. Okay. Is that any better? I think so. Let's, Patricia, if you could repeat what you said a minute ago. Did you say you got my email? No, you got an email from me with an apology because Walden reminded me that I did indeed promise you all of the Lux radio theaters that I have. And so I have cleaned out my files. I have filled up two DVDs, and every Lux radio show that I have in my files is in your envelope. Oh, thank you. Because I went back and looked at my notes, and I said, no, I was told that. Is she having to backtrack? I know. I know, and I did, and I am so sorry. And I've got four volumes of Fibber McGee and Molly. Okay. And I, I think I have a total of seven, but I'm not sure. And then there are some that were released after I gathered these. So I've got a couple of more fibbers that you have to earn. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pull the, my little paper out with my notes right now, um, but, but it sounds like you're in the right direction as far as yeah, what what you promised, um, and I appreciate that because it makes me feel much much better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get oh, a total. Did she wanna? Uh, did did you promise me too much, and are other people gonna feel slighted or or what? No, 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 no. No, I told you I would send these, and I didn't have that in my notes. So I was the one who was wrong, and I apologize. Okay. I was a bad rabbit. I was a bad, bad rabbit. Nobody well, was, nobody was you bad. Didn't, you didn't receive an email from me? 
I have your address. Is is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, I do. I have your address, and I replied and said, I've got it. Okay. All right. It, um, All right. It, it, next week, you might remind me that, that you actually sent me an email again, because I'm not going to, you know, be looking at it. No. A little no. while. And I got thousands no. of emails, so I'll have to remember and do a spiritual. I know, and you told me which email address to use, and I did use that one. Yeah, my cowboy one. In case they're both that's it. Same, that's they're both the same Yahoo account, so I don't know uh -huh. if I shut down my, you know, my Paul Ferris one. If if that'll, you know, still allow the other one to exist, I guess it probably would. Huh? Oh sure, oh sure. They're yeah. they're separate but, accounts, so. You're you're very cool on that. So, what is your weather? Is your weather being kind to you at least? Well, uh, you know, I haven't been out in it. Um, the day that we we went to the hospital Monday, it was uh, very very cold, and when we were we went like at eleven at night and let loose at seven something, seven thirty in the morning. There was fog, um, but not not fog that caused us to have to go five miles an hour though, which is good because it can yeah. be that bad between Modesto and um, Patterson. So um, it, it, it's been fine for me just because I've been holed up mostly in my bedroom. I, I did make it out a couple evenings to the living room when I was out there all day. Actually today while I um, was drinking these crap and um, but then today, when I woke up, for some reason my room was 75, which was too much. But maybe my little my little milk house heater might be starting to fit, and maybe so we'll find out. I just woke up a little bit. We'll see how it regulates now. So I'm I'm okay that way. <laughs> I'm just right now I'm in a little ball. Yeah, under my covers, trying to get warmer. Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't on them for about a half hour. You're really up against it because you've got the heat sensitivity. And then when you're cold, you need the heat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it's been really out of whack this week. Yeah. More, more yeah. out of whack. Oh, dear. Well, we normally don't allow something like that to happen to any of our family members. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. The message didn't get out I there, I guess. That. I thought of you because with your nurse background and the nurse in the emergency room was, it was you know, very good to me. No, emergency I, I room people really appreciated are, that. Yeah. Emergency room people are very special. Yeah. No, she, she told me that what typically happens is people with the least means to pay are the worst attitude people towards them, which really surprised me, but then kind of, kind of doesn't do, though. I mean... I, I can I can imagine situations, mm -hmm. but 
Somebody got it, but it was, it was running. It was running loose for a long time. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Oh, I heard one of the shows shortly after. <laughs> that helped. Did yeah. you really? <laughs> that is funny. And I didn't write down who got the answer. I usually do. Oh, punk. How long did it go unanswered? Paul, that thing has been floating around for at least a year. Wow. Wouldn't you say, Walden? Mm-hmm. I've been dragging so. that poor puppy behind me forever. Well, you know, if I didn't hear that program, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would. I, my guess was going to be Mr. District Attorney, but that's not correct. Well, it wouldn't be correct, but it's a whole lot more logical than some of the other answers that have been tossed out as possibilities. Mm. That one, that one would make common sense. So I, I don't recall, and I'm so sorry I didn't write down the name. I usually am much better than that. And keep the name um, of the person who answered a question. No, I heard you say that you're ten miles away from the beach. Yeah, that's about right. That means you're not near any Everglades also? Um, no. Technically, well, we can get into technicalities. No, I'm not near the Everglades. I would have to drive a little bit to get to the Everglades. Are you, like, more on the east side of Florida? No, I'm on the west side, on the Gulf side. Okay. But just not close enough. 
because I would imagine all the Everglades would be all on the west and Gulf side, right? Well, no, that's not quite true. Um, historically, the Everglades began in the center of the state and the entire southern part of the state. Southern half of the state was Everglades. And in our ever so great wisdom, we started building on the Everglades. So the Everglades are, I don't want to say they're in the center of the state, but the building has gone around around the periphery, like Miami is on one side and Naples and Fort Myers are on the other side, and we just kind of hug up against the Everglades. So if I had to guess, I, I would say another maybe 15 miles inland, maybe 20, 15. 15 miles inland. Oh, wow. See, I would have guessed that, that it was all on the on the Gulf side. No, it's shared responsibility. Really? Right in, in the middle of the state, huh? Yep. Yeah, the whole southern section of the state is, as I say, it, it used to be all the wetland Everglades, but not any longer because we built on so much of it. Now, here's did a they, tidbit for you. Did they here's a fill tidbit it? for you. Um, pardon? Did they keep filling where they wanted to build? Yep, they no, sure did. That's where all our canals came from. They would dredge and fill. So we've got all of these great canals, networks behind communities, and people can put boats in their backyards. But we've got canals because they dug up the earth, pulled it out, filled up the land and built it up a little bit, and we've got canals instead. Well, yeah, you just reminded me, um, whenever I watched um, CSI Miami, I love, uh -huh. I love when they show the aerial views of all the waterways that all behind the houses and the buildings. It's just, oh, what would you say? Yep. Great opulence. Uh, it's uh, yes, indeed, and I believe what you see on CSI Miami when they they take it, it's almost like going through a water tunnel. You've got land on both sides. Yes. I think I think what you're looking at is Miami on one side and Miami Beach on the other. Oh. <laughs> and the bay. They're, 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 yeah. They're. They've, at least in the program, you know, they're saying that they're in Miami-Dade. Is it Dade uh -huh. County? No, it's Miami-Dade County. Miami-Dade County? I, I'm sorry. No, it is It is Dade County, and the entire area is referred to as Miami-Dade. So I guess the Miami-Dade Police Department, everything is, is rolled up is, together. But it is Dade County. You are correct. Is Miami down at the tip? Of Florida? No. No, it's quite far south, but it's not at the tip. Okay. Are there a lot of Everglades in the Gulf area? Well, it's in the center of the state. Wow. Most of, the, really most of the wetlands are, and when I say the center, I mean it really branches out. Um, there's a whole lot more Everglades than there is other stuff down here. But on the southern, the very southern part of the Everglades is an area that 
is the only place in the world where crocodiles and alligators live in natural habitat together. Together. Oh. Together. And natural. Yeah. And when, when I say natural, I mean this is where they, they were born and grew up. It wasn't like somebody stuck a, a crocodile in there and said, oh, good, we'll have them in there. I mean, these are really native animals. Right. So we've got, we've got the only place in the world that has crocodiles and alligators living together in harmony in their natural environment. Well, I don't, I don't think I knew that. I think I always thought it was alligators only. No, uh, cro crocodiles have the longer skinnier snout, right? Say that again, please. Uh, oh, you're talking about the have the longer skinnier snout, and alligators have the wider, more rounded snout. Um, I'm, I always get my snouts mixed up. <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. I do believe the alligators have the stumpier nose, you know, kind of flatter, and the crocodiles have a more pointy nose. Does that sound right? Oh, I never thought of it as flatter. All right. All right. Now, see, Walden, he's making me do homework here. Well, I was just wondering, can a crocodile, a crocodile, a crocodile, and an alligator, yeah. can they mate? I don't know that they've ever done that. I don't think so. Yeah, I was just thinking they're in the same habitat. Mm. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Yeah. No, it's, it's not like a lion and a tiger. Right. Um, crocodile and alligators, I've never. Uh, I'm I'm going to say I'm positive. No, they do not cross. They don't cross breed. So, so would they be no. enem would they be enemies of each other? Not in no, and I don't know if we found alligators and crocodiles together in another place. You know, if they kind of happened into each other's territory. Uh -huh. um, I don't know what would happen, but these guys get along just fine. You know, I dated an Aussie, an Australian lady, mm -hmm. for a while in uh -huh. the early eighties. She was traveling the world as a young person, and she told me. But she used to go in the outback with her boyfriend for, mm -hmm. for weeks at a time or fortnight, uh, fortnight, um, two weeks. Right. At a fortnight. Correct. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I think she, this maybe is a nickname uh, of what they have there. I think she said that they call them crocagators. Oh. But they actually go out into the ocean which is mind-boggling. Can you imagine being out in the ocean and then coming across crocodiles? One of, one of those things, yeah. We had a, a errant crocodile one time that managed to swim up the gulf. I don't know how many miles it is because he had to come around the tip of Florida and up the gulf and wound up on one of the barrier islands here. And people called the wildlife gang, and they came in, and they scooped up the crocodile, and they brought him back home where he was supposed to be, down in this area where the crocodiles and alligators lived together. And don't you know, another week went by, that thing was back. There was really? something that there was something that was attracting him. He, yes. want, he wanted to see so, the world. How many I miles guess, was it to it? I mean, that's a heck of a swim. Um, I would guess, now let me think, and this is just a guess. 
I would guess it had to be at least 75 miles. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of swimming for an yeah. for a, a, any kind of a creature. Maybe you get ready for yeah. the maybe you get ready for the Iron Man contest or something. I guess the Iron Gator or <laughs> oh, he was crocodile. The, the Iron Dial. The crocodile. The croc the race. I don't know. Iron uh, the Iron Croc. <laughs> I don't know, but I was right. The crocodile has a long, a longer, pointier snout. Yeah. And the yeah. alligator has a blunter snout. Right. Oh, I'm okay. so glad I did so that I right. Did have it right. So. Um, you did. That one, he swam to where I thought the Everglades were, but they're not. <clears throat> and Correct. Over over there in the Gulf, so those are, that's all beaches along there? Yes, yes. Well, along all of the coastline, it's all beach. <clears throat> all of the coastline of Florida? Mm -hmm. Yes. All of the... Whoa, so the Everglades are all interior. That's correct. Wow. Now that's just a whole... Um, yeah, it's hard to keep track of. This, you know, we think things our entire life that are wrong. I know, I know. Like, when it comes to like geography... This, you know, um, yeah. the, the movie that... Um, Humphrey and Lauren Bacall were in. Oh yeah. The hurricane. What was that called? <laughs> it was um. Oh, help me here, Walden. Uh, uh, key, key, I, I've uh, got bold venture in my head. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking of key Largo. it against Sam. Oh, I think he, I hmm? thought you were thinking of Key Largo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is that on the Gulf? So that is uh, that is on one a long no, island or something long strip it, of it's land. It's a long string of islands. You're absolutely right. It's a long string of islands that comes out of the southern part of the state, and it kind of curves around like a shrimp. And it's about a hundred miles from the beginning of the islands to the end, and the end island is Key West. And Key West has a marker. This island has a marker identifying the southernmost part of the United States. That is the oh. farthest south you can go in the United States. Oh. Yeah, I'm just full of these Are little they... things. Thank you for asking these. Mm-hmm. Are they all, uh, those all called keys? They're all keys. That is correct. <clears throat> Now, are there bridges between them, or are they physically connected the whole... I guess there's, it, there's bridges, aren't there? Are there bridges on pilings? It's, I've seen it's very a rarely do you get to see in a movie um, mm -hmm. anything about it. Yeah, it's a single highway that goes all the way down, and it crosses bridges that connect the islands to each other. Okay, so they are actually separated. Mm hmm Yes, they really are islands. And when there's hurricanes, those get completely covered with water each time? No, it depends on where the hurricane comes from and the power of the hurricane and the storm surge and what the tides are running. It depends on a lot of things. 
Do you think it would be safe to say that each one of them has been completely covered with water during many, many years of hurricanes? Yes, at one time or another, yes. Okay. All right. With what's been something, um, some nature thing that was beamed down, and I'm not feeling good. I don't remember what it was, but they were out there. On those islands, I'm not sure. Do they have a turtle or turtles? Um, there's there, a turtle. Any bee. eggs laid, laid out there? Any chance? Not on the not on the keys, but on the beaches. Yes, on on my beaches. I get so possessive on my beaches, and in in this area for quite a long distance, we have turtle nests every. Uh, turtle nesting season begins in, I think, May, the end of April, so around May 1st, and it goes until the end of October. And during that entire time, there are no lights on the beach. I mean, it is as dark as you can possibly get. No lights, because it distracts the, the babies. Oh. When the babies so hatch, they go to Is this a leatherback, the Galapagos? No, we have um, we have loggerheads and there's one other. Oh my goodness, I can't remember what the other one is. And it's not as common as the loggerheads. The loggerheads are the you know the great big ones, the 300 pound, 400 pound ones. Oh, ocean going ones, huh? I beg your pardon. The loggerheads are they the ones that swim? It is so. Do you remember the Royal Canadian Mounted Police type person's name? You don't have to get that, but I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, Liz, I'm going to have to think for a minute here. Um, Sergeant Preston? Oh, right. Very good. Wow, I'm really surprised at me. This is, you know, you guys really should be impressed because of my cognitive problems and my short-term memory. You know what? I may have been listening to old-time radio for more years than I think. <laughs> because I'm thinking it's been maybe a couple of years, but it's possible as the years fly by for me, it may be as many as four. Well, and you however, many, with, however many years you've been listening, you're coming up with all the right answers. So but, what would you like? Oh, okay. Um, I guess just add to more fibber. Perfect. More fibber? Okay. More fibber. Okay. You got it. So, um, well, then I think you told me there was a total of 900 Lux radio programs that were done, but yeah. only 700. About 700 or so, yeah, something like that. And I'm working. I'm working on trying to get many of them available. So we'll see. Patricia got 400. That's how many she got. So eventually, Patricia has 400. Uh huh. Eventually, I'll figure a way she'll get them. She'll get others once I'm getting everything transferred. Do you think that 
potentially there will be 900 found? Oh, uh, you never know, because for a while, the hobby only thought there were 500 available. Now there's over 700. So, uh, stuff keeps popping up. You would think. That's, that's what be like after people that are listening to programs like this, and then they say, hey, wait a minute, I think. Yeah, I, um, you know, it'll say, my uncle worked in radio, and I got, I got these old records upstairs. I wonder what they are. Yeah. And that's what happens. Isn't it amazing that so much of that still happens in our it's, country? It's, it's unbelievable. It's just, uh, thank, thank goodness people save stuff. You know, Antiques Roadshow, the yeah. things that, that, that come out mm -hmm. are just fantastic. Great show. Yeah, you you like listening to that? I, I occasionally walk by it, and I know people that love it, so it's a great concept. Yeah. It is good. It is good. Well, Paul, I hope you feel better than what you're feeling right now, and you have a better week than you did this last week. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, gonna have to start some new new kind of regimens. Uh, try to try to get a grip on this. But, but my MS, you know, changing the mobility or motility, sure. where you pronounce that. You know, it's very very hard to be trying to dial dial it in. Yeah. So I really. All right. Talking to you guys. And Same here, Paul. Same here. Do what? feel better, Walden. please. Keep being your prayers, Walter. You, you bet. I will do that, Paul. Okay, thank you. Take care, pal. Okay, you guys too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. You know, Patricia, I was looking, I'm transferring a lot of our CDs, um, interviews, mm -hmm. into the hard drive. Right. And I look, noticed the date of the very first Jimmy Nelson interview, the one that you helped to put together. And that was January 11, 2006. So that means, my dear, that you've been with the station almost nine years. Listening to it and things, like, 204, 205. I'm getting old? No. You are get I'm getting like, to, I'm an old timer now? No. When do I get to be an old timer? In the old time radio biz? Yes. You're a young pup. <laughs> when do I get to be an old timer? I mean, like... So many people say, oh, I'm an old-timer in old-time radio. When do I get there? Oh, you're a star now. I mean, you know, you've gone on I have a while to go, though, huh? I have a while to go. So much to learn well, from little time. I think you've learned a lot. You, you, From where you've been to where you are today? Yeah. You know a lot. I, I, I know more than I did last week. Mm-hmm. Because I had to look up your stump walls in question. Oh. So now I know something. Yeah. You are, yeah. You know, you are so dangerous. I already, <laughs> you, I just give you time and you get prepared for bear. You are a dangerous boo-boo. Oh, you are funny. I'm dangerous. This is good. Yeah, adorable is very, you don't give adorable that much time. She is dangerous. It, with, with time. Oh, yes. And, a yes, ref and Google and her reference books, she's loaded for bear. 
545-2071. Give, uh, give Boo Boo a call and see how dangerous she is. Now, you, you are our economic and monetary guru. Well, I came, well, well, yes? I have a degree in that, but, you know. You're my goo. All right, could you be my goo? I'll be your lovable. You'll be my guru? I'll be your lovable uh, advisor who, you know, <laughs> who fake. Because, you know, economists are, it's the one one study that nobody that nobody's wrong because they all can have a different opinion about everything. So, just put my two cents in. Okay. Okay. So, you can't be my guru. I'll, I'll be. So, your, then I'll, I will. I will I, call you my goo. I'll be your, I'll be your, uh, your, your sage. Oh, I like that. Yeah, That's I, a good one. I like being the sage. Okay, well, yeah. well, I have, I have a market-related question for you. Okay. Because I could not verify this anywhere. Okay. This piece of information says that on Wall Street, a quack, like, yeah, a quack. Is a quarter point change in in a stock's price? You know what? I never mm. I never have heard that. Well, I can't find it anywhere. Sometimes I think people make up these things yeah. to see how many people will copy them. Yeah, I, I well, mean, always, I copied it. But, only mm -hmm. time you ever heard anything about animals is the bull and the moose. You don't ever hear any other animal terms that I can think of. A bull and a bear, maybe? Yeah, a bull and a bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> you're thinking bull moose. Bull moose? Yeah. yeah. Bull moose. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> well, I had never heard of that before, and I spent more time than I should have trying to track down whether or not this is for real. So... I've, I've never heard it, and I've gone to. I have a degree in that field. I worked in that field. So I put in every imaginable word combination, and nothing came up. Did you Absolutely e did you, nothing. Did you email Warren Buffett? Maybe he might tell you. Oh, I'm sure he'd really be thrilled with the, an email that said, "Could you tell me what a quack is?" <laughs> you are, you stupid woman. <laughs> Uh, well, that's my thing. All right. The average person. Tell me in one year how many phone calls the average person makes. I think we I think we talked about this idea before, and, and, and I'm probably above it, and you're definitely below it. So, see, you and I average it out. Yeah, we uh, kind of mush around everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, 1,100 phone calls. And yeah, I was gonna say three a day would get you would get me close to that. And three a day doesn't sound like a whole lot. Not for me. It seems like when you when you start adding it up and multiplying it by three hundred and sixty-five, you're right up there. Now with computer using Skype, people will call me or Skype me or whatever. It's just yeah. I think I, that counts. That now, counts. I think it's a reach out and touch. Yeah. Well, now I really love the way they. They say this, mm -hmm. in a year, the regular person, not the average person, but the regular person. How do you get to be a regular yeah, person? Yeah, who, who decides who's the common man? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, who common? I know a lot of common people. You do too. You do? Yeah. What's you it? Do how, too. how would you define a common person? Well, I mean, how many people you know that have 2.2 kids? Oh, I don't know any of them. Yeah. That's the average person. Oh, okay. I don't know what a common person and a regular person is, but I think I know what a commoner is. My commoner is somebody who's not royalty. Right. Okay. But that, you know, commoner is such a demeaning term, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, but it, it, it strikes me just now. And I didn't recognize it or pick it up earlier. The regular person makes over. If you're an irregular person, what are you? Well, I bet you I'm more than regular. You're more regular than not. I'm more. I got more. I'm more than regular. Meaning? I got. I bet you more eleven hundred calls I get or make it. Oh, oh yes. Now it says makes. 1,100 phone calls. It doesn't say anything about receiving them. Sometimes I would increase the phone time dramatically. Yeah, or sometimes people look, are looking for me. Yes, yeah. and we're going to find you no that's, matter where you are. That's right. No matter where you are. Well, I think this is the night for... You've got to be kidding me. Because it says on this one... A human can taste one gram of salt in 500 liters of water. Now, that's probably a liter is more than a quart. So we're talking about 600 quarts of water. Well, what's a gram of salt, you would say? Would that be like a oh, tablespoon? Not even. No. A gram of salt would probably be less than a quarter teaspoon. Okay. Let me see here. You notice how fast I am tonight? Um, you know, salt is pretty strong, so maybe they sprinkle it or it gets absorbed. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty close. Um, teaspoon holds about six grams. So it would be one-sixth of a teaspoon. And we're supposed to be able to taste that in 600 quarts of water? I don't think so. No. 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 Listen, I can't taste it on my popcorn unless I put extra stuff on it. <laughs> I'm a big salt eater, and that's a bad thing. Bad thing. All right. Now, see, this is... This is, you've got to be kidding me, Knight. Mm -hmm. I don't know where, how come all of these got clustered together in the same area? But it says here, Americans eat an average of 18 pounds of fresh apples each year. Now, I have to assure you, I do not eat 18 apples uh, a year. How many I, apples do you eat? I don't, I'm not eating that ballpark. Um... It depends, you know, if my mom cuts them up in salads and things. 
maybe I would average out to 20 to 30 apples a year. I don't know. No kidding, really? I like wow. I like apples, but we just we I just, like I wonder just if apples and apple pie would count too. Mm-hmm. Sure, well, they an would. Apple. But I'm thinking, an apple is an apple. It doesn't make any difference how you eat it, I guess. But we 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 have such a wide range of variety of fruits here. It's not like a steady. I eat more apples as a kid, probably because mom put them in my one bucket, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think about it here, so I might grab an orange or a banana or or something else, even though I, I do like apples. And I always think apples are good for you because they probably help clean out your system a little bit. Yeah, they do. An you apple know? a day type thing. Uh-huh. So, how many... Uh, I don't know how how much cut up apple you would get in a pound of apples. 18 I bet pounds of apples. I bet that'd be a lot. I mean, what's That's the, a lot of apples. How many apples would make up a pound? Well, um, it depends on how big the apples are. Well, but I'm taking big, we, we buy big apples. Yeah. So, I would say five or six apples make a pound. Ooh, I would bet one and a half apples makes a pound. Really? Apples, yeah, apples are pretty heavy. One and a half to two apples for a pound. No kidding. Okay. And when you buy the big ones, well, yeah. When, when you buy a bag, I get those are, mm-hmm. those are, they know they must know. weigh five or six pounds, right? At, at least five pounds, yeah. Yeah. Well, we always got well, apples here, and Mom's always buying apples, so somebody must be eating them. Will you ask your mom for us, please, mm-hmm. if she thinks the average person eats 18 pounds of fresh apples? Oh, fresh apples. That doesn't count the apple pies. Or, you know what, we eat... Or uh, applesauce. It doesn't count apples. Hmm? We eat a lot of applesauce here. But it doesn't count applesauce, no. and it doesn't count apple pies and apple pan, whatever it is. But when you make a it fruit... It's 18 pounds of fresh Apples. When you make a fruit cocktail oh. or uh, a fresh fruit yeah, salad would, or something like that. Yeah, that would count. That's fresh apples. Mm-hmm. You cut them up fresh. Right. I don't know. 18 pounds sounds like an awful lot of apples. I love a fruit salad. There's nothing like cutting up oranges and apples and bananas and serving my nice little side dish on a, in a dinner. That's always a good, good side dish. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's a here's a question. I I don't have any idea if any of these are true. I'll just accept it because I'm so trusting. So Wisconsin is the leading cheese making state. Right. Okay. Right. They're number one. Right. Which state is number two for putting out the most cheese? Probably Michigan. Nope. California? California. Now, how could that be? We got a lot of cows. You have, you have a <laughs> lot of cheese farms. <laughs> you have cheese farms out there? I never heard about it. I don't, there is no such thing. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Um, it says California. I don't know that for sure. That's It's on the Internet, so it must be true. 
It must be true. California's a pretty so, big state. Yeah. Hmm? California's a pretty big right. state. California is a big state. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of dairy farms out there? Be up north. It'd be northern California. Right in in Ralph, Ralph's uh-huh. country? Yep. If we have them. Okay. Well, do you want to learn about special days in February, like the 19th is National Chocolate Mint Day? Uh, or would you like some Walden questions? I'm fair game, whatever you want to do. I'm yours. Well, I think we ought, we ought to uh, remind me next week. I'll, I'll drag this around. I've got some great information about Ladies' Day at baseball parks. Perfect. Okay. And it was good stuff. Okay, so we've got Stump Walden, Brain Teaser, Presidential Quote, Presidential Question, and your baseball question. Which would you like? What are you in a mood to give to me, or you you want me to make the choice? I want you to make the choice. Stump. Stump, Stump Walden? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, as I'm reading this, I know you're going to get it. So you have to let me off the hook. Okay. I did a bad job. Which show featured an orphan from Silver Creek, Colorado, who grew up to marry England's richest, most handsome lord? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I can think of the show, Sun, uh, give me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, the the two gold miners, um, you are my sunshine, um, two gold miners, you're right. To raise, raise, raise an abandoned little girl to be, to marry one of England's richest wards, um, uh huh, in Colorado. Um, uh huh. <laughs> you probably know how many tons of rock the miners blew up too. Yeah. It was a CBS radio show. Um, you are my sunshine. Um, <laughs> uh, Somebody's calling to uh, bail you out? Hello there. Good morning. Fred, are you going to help me? Well, good morning. Is the coffee on? I didn't hear the question. What was the question? What's the name of the show? What show? That show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm stumping Walden with my stump Walden question. Oh, okay. What's and you're not going to help him with the answer? I don't know the damn question. <laughs> Well, the question is, which show featured an orphan from Silver Creek, Colorado, who grew up to marry England's richest, most handsome lord? No clue. No help, Walden. Sorry. That's a radio show or a TV show? It's a radio show. 
It was a soap opera at 12:45. We deal in radio here. It was a soap opera at 12:45 on the CBS radio network. Uh, but it's not going to give you credit until you can tell me what I know. it was. I, I just got to relax. It'll, it'll drop in. Well, how about we move to a... Oh, I'm sorry. We got Fred on the Here phone. We, we are talking with Fred from Vermont, who is going to give us a snow report. Oh, lots of snow. I got lots and lots of snow out there. How much is lots and lots of snow? I don't know. We probably got 10 inches. We actually didn't use that much. Well, 10 inches compared, I mean, 10 inches is a lot of snow until you measure it against what happened in other parts up there. Well, yeah. Wow. I mean, that It's not like it wasn't the biggest I've ever seen, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 10 inches is a lot of snow. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's definitely covered the ground. <laughs> With a little bit to spare. Yeah. Well, there are some places in Massachusetts that got up to 40 inches. That, that's a lot of snow. And then, of course... They had the wind on top of it, the hurricane gusts, and I just can't imagine what their their drifting problem is up there. My gosh. Oh. How cold? <laughs> What's the temperature? Oh, I don't know what it is now, but I bet earlier today, I'm guessing, but what it felt like, it felt like it was like 10 degrees. Oh. 10 degrees. It was good. Fred, yeah. you, you got you to put a for sale sign on the old homestead and move south. Yeah, I know. I, I'd like to. I'd like to. Would you really like to move farther south into a warmer climate? Well, in a perfect world, Yeah, not selling anywhere. No. Well, that's not really true. There are there are pockets in the country that are really bouncing back, and new housing starts are climbing back. So it's at least moving in the right direction, but it's going to be a long time before everything recovers. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. yeah. So what have you been up to besides watching the snowflakes come down? You have a brown bear? Well, then what am I missing here? Groundhog? I have a brown bear. I, I, you have a groundhog too? No, no. 
No, no. Making believe. Yeah. To have a brown bear and a hibernating. Uh, a brown bear that hibernates. Okay. That's what I thought. A brown bear is a brown bear. Not black bear. A, Not black bear. That's a. It's a. It's an off-color black bear. I hope. Well, a brown bear is a grizzly, and they're not normally up in your territory. Black bear. That's much better. They're still very big. They are. Where is where is the bear? Oh, that went right over my head. I thought she was living in Fred's living room. I I thought you were telling I thought you were telling me that there was a bear there that was hibernating and you discovered it. You had one here uh, last fall. I keep the dog in the yard Fred, you're getting you, Fred. You're getting really muffled on us. Are you backed off from your phone? Yeah, I, I am. Let me try something else. This is Yesterday USA. That's Patricia and Juan. Those Fred over there. How's that? Very good. That better. Is that better for you, Patricia? No, uh, it's it's okay. I'll just uh, go ahead. Okay. Did you guys hear reaction to the Monopoly thing? Yeah, yeah, we got, I think we got it figured out. What, what was your answer? Okay. What was the, what was the question? The Monopoly. Do you want to know the yeah. Monopoly game? Who, okay, yeah. who, who with the, who with the financier that was the symbol of the Monopoly game? You remember, if, uh, that's our first question, Freddie, you know? Okay. Says official designation. This is what I found anyway when I did some research. Uh-huh. Uh there's a rich uncle penny bag. Okay. That's his real name. Okay. They've been tried they tried to change it to Rich Monopoly a couple of times. Uh-huh. It has not been successful. He's tired after uh, a character that was on the calling card, a Parker Brothers first traveling salesman, Edward Richardson. He had a character called Little Espy from Esquire Magazine. Huh. Over on his, on his business card. And other sources say that was also supposed to take on, or was influenced by uh, J.P. Morgan, too. That's what I've heard is the J.P. Morgan one. Well, what I got here for that is that somebody wrote, who wrote, somebody named Corbain? Who is he here? I don't know who this is, but somebody named Corbain wrote in 2006 that the character was partially influenced by the statue and dress 
a financier banker, banker J.P. Morgan. And that's what Al. Right. 
Tell her how many dice. One, two, three dice. And you can bring out a coupon where you go out with the guys and not be bothered. Now pick some more dice. How many nights? How many nights with the guys? That's up to you. <laughs> well, all right. Guys will take anything they get. But you know what? You're actually on target with what I was able to find today, that people are really moving into quality time with each other, thoughtful gifts, um, like I'll take care of the kids and you go out and have a good time type gift, as opposed to out-of-the-pocket expenses. So you're really on target. Okay, so when, so at least one night out with the guys. Yeah. Are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me ahead of time where you're going? Probably not. Are you going to tell me after the fact where you've been? Depends on where I I think that's a fair question and a fair answer. I think that's a good answer. So, where would you go? Oh, now come, come. You, you must have a place in mind. Where would you go? Where would you like to go? I mean, this is magical. You can go anywhere you want. Why doesn't that surprise me? Yeah. All right, now I have something to tell you, Fred, and I want you to. I, I beg your pardon. What was that last comment? Not without permission. Uh huh. Not without. Not without permission. Well, I have some. you to be very proud of me, but you have to hold on to your seat. I saw Jones's 109-yard return. See, I knew it. You were holding on, right? And I saw the lights go out in Louisiana. I did not watch the game. I saw 10 minutes of it, and it just happened to be the right 10 minutes. Oh. I missed that 10 minutes. You missed something? What did you You missed when the lights went out? Yep. Yeah, I woke up there. Boy, there was somebody in the broadcast booth. It sounded like he got hit in the shins. I mean, it was like, oh. And I guess he was reacting to the lights going out, but it really sounded like somebody had hit him. And it wasn't. It, they, they came out uh, yesterday, I guess. They came out with uh, information about new equipment that they had installed right. to prevent this, this kind of inf- yeah, this kind of a problem, and the, the equipment failed. Well, I know somebody told me, a couple people told me, when it first happened, 
Right. Right. It's illegal. You can't do it at Super Bowl. You can do it any other time. Any other time, but not Super Bowl. That's true. And we have to upset people here. Ah. We got it back, though. Thank God. <laughs> it's like life and death here. Right, it's a game. Well, it wasn't the cable company's fault if you lost power. Oh, man, you guys are just brutal. Just brutal. No, I don't have a honey, and I'm glad on times like this. Gee Willis. Gee Willis. That's right, spring is here. You're king. Baldwin. It's true. We're just barely into February. It's true. Well, they're doing it early because of the World Baseball Classic. Yep. So that's why they're coming in early this year. They might as well have not even gone home. <laughs> well, great. When did they finish up? They didn't finish until what, October? November. November? My gosh, this isn't even like a, like, like a school summer break. Nope. I guess with all the stadiums, the indoor stadiums. All right, now, all right, here. Uh, I'm going, I'm wrecking myself here. I'm asking sports questions. Ah, uh, I said that word. Um, well, by the way. Yeah. You're welcome, you're welcome. What did you get? What did you get? Oh, your baseball discs? Oh, good. You got a recreation. That's good. Well, that's good. I found something for you. What's in the pile that I found for you? It was it was one, right? Just one. Okay. All right. So I does that mean I have fulfilled my duty? That was great. Yes. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Oh, that that does my little heart so good. Well, I'm I'm glad I not, and I found the five boxing matches that Ron sent, so I can send that up to you.
And they're good ones too. Although, although there's no way <laughs> that I could possibly know that they are good. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you got you got some big names in there. You know, there's a you don't happen to have the listed uh, selling fight or the newest selling do you? Yeah, I think the selling fight is on here. I am looking for it. Patricia, what did you do with it? You pulled it. I pulled it. Well, you guys keep talking. Let me go through here. Is it Sunny of uh, Sunny? Um, right, here we go. Sunny of Kelly Book Farm, Patricia. Rebecca of Sunny Brook Farm? No. Uh, I think it's Sunny in the dog, but make Rebecca. Oh, uh, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, yeah. All right, let me see what Ron has here. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Dumphy, looks like there are five fights by Dumphy. Yep. Les, Les Keeter with Howard Cosell. One fight by Russ Hodges. Um... Gee, I, I know I had the Joe Lewis fight. He, Gee whiz. And I know I sent it to uh, to Nolan. Does he, does he well, I have to th say that again, please. I don't know. There are five Dempsey fights there, but it doesn't say uh, on the... Uh, I mean, these are things that I listen to all the time, you know. <laughs> Oh, but I know it's here. I know it's here. I know it's here, and it's not in this right here. Uh, and I have actually been through all of my uh, all of my discs, so I think they're all in the right places. But I am so sure. Oh well. Um, I'll finish going through my stuff, but I believe those are the only ones that I have, on the five Dempsey's and the and the other two. It's a good start. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is good. Okay, so you want a night out with the guys as your Valentine present. Okay. All right. Well, you can have it. So you want to again, please? Well, then help me with that. I didn't hear that. Oh, you haven't had a girlfriend. <laughs> well, in that case, you don't need permission to have a night out with the guys. So, assuming that uh, since since you, well, since nobody has to give you permission and you don't have to ask anybody, what would you like besides a night out with the guys? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All I want to know is what you want for Valentine's Day. I'm, I, I'm not. Well, I'm not 
running a service. <laughs> what? That's right, Patricia. You, you're not. You're not a matchmaker. No, I'm not running a dating service. Matrimonial bureau. I I have some old Amoson. I'm not Amoson. Lemon Abner. I have some old Lemon Abner shows for John in Maryland, and. Within that cluster from 1935, I've got all of the 1935s that I could find, is the matrimonial service that Lum and Abner ran. Or I guess it was Abner, and poor Lum wound up in the middle of it. But, no, I am not running a matrimonial service, sir. I'm just a, I'm a sweet, innocent little kid here. Oh. Well, have a bad influence on their men. That's what they tell me. Well, I rest my case. Not my fault. Are you? Are you a bad? Are you a bad influence? No. I'm a free man. Huh? With single guys who don't have to be home. You don't have to be home. Yeah, you don't have to be home on time. You don't have to be home not on time. You just don't even have to be home. Well, I, I can't fix that part of it. Matter of fact, I can't fix any part of it. I'll send you. I'll send you some... Tri-site recordings, and that's the best I can do. That's the best I can come up with. Pathetic. Pathetic, isn't it? What about baseball? Not yet. No. Oh, 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 that's right. You like to hang around? All right, February game Molly from February 10th, 1942. What's up, dear Lord? Thank you for the opportunity being here with the family, with all the listeners. Look after the poor, the hungry, and the needy at this time, Lord. Help those who might be having trouble. Help our friends up in the northeast as they're dealing with the weather. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, let's go get Patricia, and we'll be right back. So, please stand by. Jaws for Windows is ready. Skype trademark 16 Walton. Hughes. Do, do, do. We're back. And it's only, only three minutes before one in the morning here on the West Coast. February. Right. <laughs> February the <laughs> <laughs> February the 10th, year 2013. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. What time is it, Walden? It's short. It's Howdy Doody time. <laughs> Hello, kids. It's Howdy Doody time. What time is it, Walden? It's three before one. 
He says, it's only... Yeah, it's early. It's not even one o'clock yet yeah, out it's there. Yeah, it's early. How early is it? It's, oh, it's so early, oh, it's time to get up. It's time to get up. You gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up in the morning. Remember that was a song that Irving Berlin sang for, uh, what was the name of the, the World War II song? And there was a song, How I Hate to Get Up in the Morning. Up in the Morning. Yeah. You gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up in the morning. I don't know the rest of it, though, do you? No, that's all I know. That's all I know. When you get one line out of a song that sticks in everybody's head for how many generations is this now? This is 70 years. Three generations. Four, almost four. And we remember it. That's true. It's passed uh, on and on and on. It has been in cartoons. Let's see. Laurel and Hardy. All, all about the all, all about the army. Maybe that's something like that. All in the army. Yeah, I think it was the title. It was 1942, and Irving Berlin sang that song in the Broadway show. The songwriter. What was the show? I think uh, it's all in the army now. We're in the army now. Yeah, Alan? I think so. Oh, I think so. Hard. You know this stuff. Oh, I just fake it. That's what Ron says. Ron says you fake it? Well, you think I can when I want to. I know you can. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can say something with such conviction that you can get everybody to believe it, whether it's true or not. You're like the internet. If it's out of all your mouth, it's got to be true. That's the one way that if you, when you can just say with authoritative, when you don't know, then you, you, you then you got all the marbles on your side of the table. That's yeah, That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. As long as as long as you can say it with authority. What is it? Um, Lucy Van Pelt says, "If you have to be wrong, be wrong at the top of your lungs." That's right. That's it. That's yeah. it. If you sound like you know what you're talking about, people will believe you. Uh, and you always sound like you know what you're talking about. Uh, I got the question. What's that? In the world of greeting cards, yes. Christmas is, of course, the busiest. It's the highest card-sending holiday in the whole wide world. Right. What is number two and what is number three? Mother's Day is number two. Valentine's Day is number three. According to this, we've only got two. According to this, Valentine's Day is number two, which doesn't sound, I would think, well, maybe not, because kids send that stuff. You're my Valentine. I don't know. It says it says Valentine's Day. Would you believe that? I would. But that's, I'm, that's I, okay I, I, I'm, I'm the gullible one, so what do I know? Oh, you're not. Yes, I am. Well, between the two of us, then, we'll believe anything. That is true. If you tell me it's true, I believe it. That's true. I, if the sun comes up tomorrow, I believe it. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that. One. I don't know if it explain. comes. If it's up, explain, then, Lucy. If it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a non sequitur, right? 
If the sun come up, in the, if the sun comes up, I believe in the sun. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess so. Well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, that's true. If the tree falls down, you're going to believe that the tree yeah. fell down. Oh, okay. isn't, that, isn't that they're saying, if the tree fall down and nobody's there, then how do you know if it made a noise? Well, a tree doesn't actually make a noise. It sets off vibrations. And because a person has to receive the vibrations in order to hear something, no, the tree doesn't make a sound when it falls in the forest if there's nobody around to receive the sound waves. So there. That's my take on it. All right. Yeah, I seem very it, logical. Do, do, I sound, do I sound authoritative Yes, you do. Yes. You're, well, then, that's great. Do you believe me? I think it makes a noise. Oh, see, you don't believe me, and I sound minute, so authoritative. Minute, I believe everything Boo Boo says, you know. She... No, no, no. If you think it makes a noise, you didn't believe me. I believe you. I have you. no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we spend, as, as, as a society, Yes. what it, uh, of what great importance is the answer to that question? Because it's one that gets asked all the time. Yeah, it, well, it, we know, it's, it, we know it's, 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 it's help for world peace, it feed the hungry, and and, uh, and cause peace in family. We know that's why the answer is so important. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. One of us had a nap today, didn't he? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. During the mid-17th century, so we're in the 1600s here, That's before we were even born. married people took valentines from another person who was not always their legal significant other, as in spouse. Now, that's pretty strange. Well, no, because... St. Valentine lived a lot longer before then. Hmm. All right. Let's see. February 14th was long associated with fertility and love even before St. Valentine lived. It was that day that, I don't know, this is what's written, Walden. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying this with authority. I'm okay. saying this. You're, 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 you are reporting the information. I'm, I'm reporting what was reported, yes, yes. yes. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, say what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. February 14th was long associated with fertility and love even before St. Valentine lived. It was the day that birds traditionally chose their mates. Now, who did the study back when the find account that surveyed all the birds to talk to them about this? Well, I don't know. Where do you know any birds flying around looking for mates in in February? I guess it depends on where you are. Well, I haven't talked to Big Bird in a while, so I don't know if he knows. The birds chirp in the springtime, not in the winter time. This is winter. I think they're lying. You think they want to know how many people believe this because it's on the internet. <laughs> And we're not that gullible. We might be very innocent and believing people, but we're not that gullible. Okay. 
robins. It was believed that if a woman saw a robin flying overhead on Valentine's Day, it meant she would marry a sailor. I don't know. Alden, I can't make sense out of that now, one. Now, That's... so if she lives in Omaha, Nebraska, my, mm-hmm. her, her, her uh, position of finding a sailor might be a little small. I'm guessing, that based on some of these tidbits, that a lot of this stuff came out of the British Isles or the United Kingdom, you know, like over in King Henry's time type stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, but still, I mean, they're, they're closer to the coast than Iowa. That's true. But still, I, I, you can marry, I mean, there are sailors all over the place, not just along the coast and That's on a true. ship. That's true. A robin flying overhead on Valentine's Day. So, uh, I don't even want to think about that. How would you see your robin flying overhead unless you were willing to walk into a tree? Uh, maybe they gave out little yeah. chirps. I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm coming. I suppose you, you look up, I mean, periodically somebody will say, oh, did you see that bird over there? Mm-hmm. No, are you seeing birds? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so we don't want to bother with that one because it crashes into, oh, here's, here's a cutie. Many people believe the X symbol became synonymous with the kiss. You know, X's and O's are kisses and hugs. You knew that, right? No, I, I knew, I didn't know X's and O's. I knew XXX and a letter with kisses. But I that never was knew kiss, 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 right? Yeah, but... And X is... Mm-hmm. But O's stand for hugs? Yeah, but I don't know why. It just does. People sign XO at the bottom, and it means a kiss and a hug. Well, maybe they're thinking with the hug, with, a, with an O, it's like a circle, you know, your arms around your loved one. So it's like... Thought. You know, that'd be, that's the only logical way I could think of what that might well, mean. Well, that makes a whole lot more sense than my answer. What would an X, why would an X stand for, signify a kiss, though? Well, I'm about to tell you that. Okay. But I want to tell you what my answer was to the zero, or for the, for the O okay. for a hug. Okay. My answer was, I don't know. Um. I didn't know. But yours sounded very logical. You know, you make a... Uh, an O yep. with your arms oh, when you put them around somebody. Yeah. That's very good. Aww. I like that. I believe you. Okay. Okay. Many believe the X symbol became synonymous with the kiss in medieval times. People who couldn't write their names signed in front of a witness with an X. Right. The X, the X was then kissed to show their sincerity. Ah, so okay. that was the way people, I mean, it was like, yeah. I swear this is my signature type stuff, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, yeah. And then we already said in 1537, King Henry VII officially declared February 14th the holiday of St. Valentine's Day. Hmm. Good and you. Richard, yeah, yeah. And then who came next? King Henry VIII. Was there anybody between the 7th and the 8th? Probably. I don't know. Oh, there must have been. You know, they've, they've got people tucked in there. Yeah, they always, they always stick in a different name, like Edward or somebody between. Yeah, you don't when, see... when, when was Henry King? Uh, he was in the 1600s? Like 1540 to late, late 15, uh, 
Oh, is it the 1440 to the late 1450s? I think well, no, it couldn't be that because 15, 1537 was King Henry the seventh. Yeah, the eighth, the eighth would not be before the seventh. I'm pretty sure of that. You're right. Well, that's that's assuming that's that a... these people made enough ones after the <laughs> after the B. You know. Uh, okay, let's see, Henry. Henry, V-I-I, V-I-I, I. All right. In the order of the golden whatever, Tudor monarchs, the Tudor dynasty, Henry VIII. I'm Henry VIII, I am. Henry VIII was more indulgent. Oh, hold on, it looks like he was... The son of the seventh. Seventh son. Um, don't go away. It's just coming up now. Don't go away. Oh, dear. You know, one day advertisers are going to recognize that people don't buy products if they can't stay on the page long enough to know what you're selling. Okay, Henry Tudor, the son of Henry the seventh of England and Elizabeth York, was born 1491. After his brother Arthur died, he became Henry VIII. So he was Henry VII. Aha. Yes, this is right. Yeah. So he, Henry VII was the father of Henry VIII. Right. And Henry VIII took office. <laughs> in January of 1547, and he was king until, until, don't go away, Arthur died, seventh, seventh, we don't want the seventh, we want the eighth, we want the eighth, when did, I mean, really, Henry the eighth, mm-hmm. Come, 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 dear people. <laughs> you know, they have standard stuff that they fill in the blanks for in these biographical profiles. Yeah. Well, this one is name, Henry VIII. Occupation, king. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? All right, so this is supposed to be the seventh, not the eighth. And see, they've got their their eyes mixed up here. Mm. All right, he was born, and he became all right. Death of the seventh. See, they have eight there. They don't even know where their eyes belong. But let's see here. Mm-mm. Henry VIII doesn't say when he died. <sighs> well, anyway, Henry VIII was Henry VII's son. So that's pretty good. That's, that's very good deduction. I, I, I. Well, I, that's what it says. Yeah. I think, I think you got a really hot piece of evidence right there. A hot piece of evidence yeah. and. He became king only because his older brother Arthur died. 
I did not know that. And, uh, isn't that interesting that a king who knew, well, Elizabeth didn't have any Elizabeths in her family either. No. But if he was going to name somebody Henry, wouldn't you think it would be the next in line? Uh-huh, well, but uh, they didn't do that, you know, with me. My brother's name is, you know, my my brother, Philip, is two years, nine months younger, and he and my dad share the same first name. So they wound well, up doing that differently. Yeah, and, and that part is okay, because we're... Forgive me for using the word commoners, but we are. I'm afraid we're going to have to we're going to have to get used to it. Well, but for for a king, a king who was going to name one of his sons after him, name one of his sons Henry. King Henry was going to name one of his sons Henry. I'm surprised that it wasn't his firstborn son. It was his second. So I need to royal knight Patricia to. Royal Lady Adorable Patricia. That way you're no longer a commoner, right? Um, I think you can put any name on it. What is it? You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. Oh, yeah. So you can give me, yeah, you can give me any kind of a name, but I'm still going to be a commoner. <sighs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. I mean, if a, if a commoner marries into the royal family, Mm -hmm. she, she's no longer a commoner, right? I don't know. She was born a, common, a commoner, but I guess she becomes royalty by marriage. Right. So when her offspring, when they have, you know, little, little oh, things. That's, yeah, that's a prince and a princess, yeah. They're no longer, they, they, come with the royal, they come with the royal blue boards, don't they? Yeah. You know, I wish we had somebody from England who would call in and help us with all of this. This is the second time we've talked to 